2: Coming up on today's show, Xbox had a partner preview this week, Spider-Man 2 broke PlayStation records, and Alan woke up. And welcome to another episode of the What's Good Games podcast, your source for video game news, commentary, analysis and funny stuff every Friday. I am one of your hosts, Andrea Renee, joined in studio live in person, IRL, Brittany Brombacher.
3: Hello, we told you
2: I'd be here. We did. We telegraphed it. In fact, we didn't just telegraph it. We literally just said it. And Mrs. Rihanna Manuel Pena. I am in theory here. (laughs) I mean, for all intents and purposes, you're here. Yes. Yes, present. YouTube.com slash what's good games. Some great chroma key work happening and special guest to talk about said woke up Alan. Uh, (sighs) The host of Gamertag Radio, Danny Pena, is joining us.
0: Hello, ladies. I'm back. It's been a while. I Can't know it's to been too long. It feels
2: fitting that on our send-off episode that you are joining us, particularly on this week... We're going to be talking about Remedy Entertainment's latest offering, which will happen, you know, a little bit later on in the show. But Danny, before we kick things off, how is everything going at GTR?
0: Everything is good. Actually, we just recorded our *Awake 2* review episode that's coming out very soon. Besides that, just been everything's been good. Just a lot of games. My God, it's oh, yeah. too much. Way too many games to keep up. You know, so planning to take a break.
2: Why are you taking a break, Danny?
0: Well, Milf, you want to say anything? <laughs>
2: So, for everybody watching or listening on podcast, I should say, at YouTube.com/slash What's Good Games, you can see that the three ladies on the show are all wearing matching apparel that is currently available at What'sGoodGames.com/slash store in both a t-shirt and a crop hoodie
1: format. And Rihanna, what does it say? It says a uh, hot gamer milf. <laughs>
3: yeah, it does. Inspired by that lovely review. Five star review. Comment, yes.
0: So it came from a listener, the idea? That's yes. Awesome.
3: Yeah, it, was, it did. It was fun, Danny, because we got two really nice reviews that week. One of them was like super heartfelt and kind or whatever. And then it was five stars, which is great. The next five star review we got was just someone who said, Five stars, I love hot gamer milfs. And
0: hey, so do we. Look at on brand. Now Love look it. at it.
3: We're embracing it. <laughs> and then, you know, yeah. in like
2: a peak ADHD moment, I was like, why don't I spend two hours creating a design that says Hot Gamer Milk when I absolutely should have been doing something else? Nice. you um, This is great. Thank but- you. It turned out pretty good. It's yeah. very cute. I, cute. It's I very like it. Cute. I like,
0: you know, the other day uh, we went out, Rhea and I, and she was wearing it and she totally forgot that she was wearing it. <laughs> there was uh-huh. people looking at her like, Milf, okay.
3: Hell yeah. <laughs> I wore mine out today.
0: Oh I yeah. I haven't,
2: I didn't wear mine out yet, but I do want to call out the t-shirt has our What's Good Games logo on the back, oh, which yeah. is fun, but I couldn't put it on the back of the hoodie. Wait, wait, wait.
3: wait.
0: There Instead, it's on
2: the sleeve of the hoodie. Yeah, I like that because otherwise, like the hood would you know cover it if it was on the back.
0: You girls have like different colors, so that's the only one you have for now. Uh,
2: no, just I mean, because of the design that I picked, it's just in this like peachy pink color. So the colors between the t-shirt and the hoodie are like slightly different. Mm-hmm. But it is like a like a peachy pink. Yes, it's very
0: cute. I like it. Yeah, thank you. I, I'll, I'll buy one. I'll buy you one. You should I, should. I support. Absolutely.
1: I like that the controller is right, is right where my belly starts poking out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's
0: Baby. Baby's playing right there. She's like... <laughs> Getting all trained up. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, so everybody has probably been hearing our housekeeping for the last couple of weeks that this is episode... 350, you know, I always like to say whether this is your first episode or your 350th episode. We are excited that you are here. Cheers, Rihanna. Cheers to Danny. (laughs) We keep saying you can't drink enough water. Yep, One sip, everybody.
0: Well, I, I have to say this. Usually when there's new podcasts that comes out, they usually don't last until like, they don't even reach episode 10. So reaching 350 episodes is a huge achievement. I was saying that to the ladies before, too. So congrats. Thank you. Thank you.
2: I mean, we have quite a ways to go to catch up to you guys at at GTR. But considering that, you know, we're a once a week show, I'm pretty proud of Oh, yeah. What we've achieved and what we've been able to do. And, you know, we couldn't have done it without our amazing viewers and watchers and supporters, fans, and, of course, our patrons, people at patreon.com, what's good games that have been with us since the beginning. Uh, we will be doing our shout-outs a little bit later on in the show. But, of course, thank you to this month's Patreon producers, Chewy's Godson, Ferris, Tia, Justin Foshi, and Punctified. We hope that by the time you guys are listening to this that you also checked out our live stream that happened this week. We're recording this in advance of that, so... Mm. Hopefully it goes it great. Great! <laughs> oh, it was the
3: best thing we've ever done. Andrea decided to gift me her all of our gaming paraphernalia. Um, what? And um, all I don't of know the if whiskey. I want to put that
2: into the universe. So yeah, totally. I just did. It's
3: a lot. Also, you have a house full of your own stuff. You know, but it's not your stuff. You know, how someone's stuff is always better than your own. <sighs> kind of. And it smells like you. And there's probably some cat hair. You just found a random cat whisker. The, I did like find a, a cat whisker ago. in my keyboard. I don't room. have a cat whisker at home. So, well, you know.
2: I could I could find some more cat whiskers. That's weird. It is kind of weird. Yeah. You're not supposed to cut your whiskers off your cats, everybody. Don't in do case it. you didn't know, don't trim your cat whiskers. It's real bad. Yeah, don't do no. it. The whisker I found was just one that fell out because you know, like from time to time, they just you know lose a whisker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now or maybe they had like an epic like battle in here, like when
3: I was the <laughs> duel of the fates. <laughs> yeah, and then right somebody on the desk. Ripped somebody's whisker out. Who knows? Just like grabbed it and yanked it. Yeah, oh, maybe. Wow, wow. I mean, they do fight daily. Well, they're brothers. That's what happens.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. true. Anyway, we digress. We will be coming back in February 2024. Mm. This feels like a long time away. Because it is a long time away. Yeah. But look at these wonderful reviews that we got from people. Yeah. Who are loving the show and also... Nostalgically sad in advance that we're gonna be gone.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna try to read it. You might have to make it a little bigger for me. Isitel? Is that what that says? Who said definitely I my f- tell? I, I definitely my favorite gaming pod. Sad we have to wait so long for the next. And then this lovely review, thank you, came from TNR Sax1. And I thought it was a very sweet uh review to send us off. We're going to miss you while you're gone. I stumbled across your show in 2020 when I started driving trucks. I quickly discovered how awesome you ladies are and binged all previous shows. I've been a loyal listener since. I look forward to every show as they make my Friday drive go by much quicker. Your reviews have inspired me to try new games that I wouldn't have tried before, and Britney's love of scary games has given me some good suggestions to pass on to my daughter, who, unlike me, can you scroll up, please, enjoys those types of experiences, too. I'm going to miss the What's Good Awards this year and finding out whose horsey was the best. I Aww. do hope you enjoy- Enjoy the time off and get some good R&R in. See y'all in February from Dave in Texas.
2: Aw, thanks, Dave. So sweet. What a Very nice sweet.
3: review. I you know.
2: Also, binging all of our shows is a lot of content. Probably. I feel like that Just fun. how many
3: thousands of hours of content that is. A
2: lot. But then
3: you know how wrong
2: we were with everything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we were always
2: wrong. Listen, we're never going to get it right all of the time. Mm. Nobody does. But we had some fun <laughs> takes. Definitely lots of
3: funny takes. Yeah. Still haven't got my Final Fantasy IX remake or my Ocarina of Time remake. 350 episodes. What the fuck are you doing, Square Nintendo? You know what they're doing. Making them.
0: Oh, by the way, uh, breaking news. I have a a message (gasps) for Brittany. No,
3: it's probably from that stupid. From
0: Paris. He says that Resident Evil sucks. Oh, no.
3: Well, Well, tell him he needs to get a name that's not based off of a
0: city. And then maybe I'll take him seriously. I don't agree. I don't agree. I'm just reading it from here.
3: I mean, but that's. Also,
2: like, the, the lamest insult ever, really. That's the best you could do, Paris. I was trying to be on
3: your side here, ah! but you can't be creative. That's wow. what happens when you get old, Andrea. When you get to Paris's age, you know, you just kind of lose <laughs> a little. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Paris, you brought this on yourself. That's I don't, all, I don't, believe, I don't believe in elder abuse, so I'll let it
1: go. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, wow.
2: Dang. Well, on Damn that Rick. note... Why don't we move into the news? Today's show is also brought to you by ExpressVPN, Factor, and Shopify. But we'll tell you about that in just a little bit. Because <laughs> Xbox had a partner preview. And because they knew that we were watching,
3: they started with Britney's husbandos. I got five pages of notes on this, but I'll keep it short and sweet and tight. Yeah, okay, so what we did know about this is what well, was going to be 30 minutes based off of partner titles. They did make it very clear. Don't expect any Activision Blizzard news. Don't really expect, I think they said no new game reveals, whatever. But what I thought was really interesting is that they said they were going to be dedicating some time to showing in-game activities you could do in the new Like a Dragon game. And I thought that was really strange because they've already done a lot of deep dives on this. I'm like, what would they possibly be showing? But within like Ask Andrea, like a minute, not even a minute, maybe 30 seconds of this, I was like, oh my God, is this some Animal Crossing Yakuza fucking shit? It turns out, friends, it is. So every Yakuza game has some sort of major mini game within it, right? You had the Ichiban Holdings in the last one. You've had the, oh God, I almost called it a brothel. It's not a brothel. What's the, <laughs> the, the hostess club? Yeah, I was, was going to say like an escort house, but yeah. no, <laughs> it wasn't right either. It's the hostess hmm. club management. But, for this one, this looks like to be their biggest, and like quite frankly, their best yet. So this is called Don Doko Island, and you, my friends, are managing an island resort as Ichiban. and so this unlocks at chapter six. so this is like very much like a part of the game, but it is separate from the game. So you don't need to do these things like you don't even have to touch this if you don't want to, but I have a feeling if you want to make a lot of extra cash, you're going to want to dive in. and why the hell would you not to because this is literally Animal Crossing And yakuza. And so it says welcome to your vacation within a vacation where a cozy DIY lifestyle awaits. And then it starts showing gameplay, right? And so what I did and I took notes for probably oh, I don't know like 45 minutes. I paused the screen and I like analyzed everything. I analyzed the mm-hmm. HUD and I was like this is like a farming sim. So on the bottom right the first thing you see is Dondoko dailies, okay? And here are your tasks friends. Place 5 furnishings outside. Collect resources. Destroy 5 rocks. Catch 5 bugs and gather 7 specialty mushrooms. Okay, I'm already sold on I'm already sold with that. And then you look underneath there's like 7 different crafting materials that you can collect. He's equipping tools that you can upgrade and that makes it more efficient. And he caught he catches a butterfly and it's like rank up with your butterfly. There's five different ranks per butterfly what? per insect. Rankable butterflies. Like, well, like you know, the idea is you <laughs> you catch the butterfly and then your catching ability goes up and then you can sell it for more. Like this is this is gonna be the best farming sim than any other farming sim. Like it's probably it's gonna be on par with Stardew Valley. Probably not, but I'm just getting very very far ahead of myself. Um, so yeah, all of the good things are there. there's fishing with the fishing spear. And then you get into the building and the furniture, which we're seeing on YouTube right now. Uh There's over, like, 15 different types of tile, and everything you're doing is gamified. So there's a satisfaction popularity ranking, there's livability rankings, and then your overall resort star ranking. And as you're watching this furnishing, you can design any house you want. Like, here's a tiger. Why is there a tiger in a house? It doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. If you want a tiger in a house, you can put a tiger in your house. And then you can build the resort town in your house any way you want. And that, that is just, like, I was not expecting this at all. You can place motorcycles, plants, huge ass statues, lawn chairs, shops, apartment buildings, anything you want. And you can gift items to residents. And some of these residents are going to be, like, iconic characters from other Yakuza games. Like the Obatarian, which is from Yakuza 0, who is, like, one of my favorite NPCs of all time. Pingwing! Ev- and then you have Pingwing the parrot, who is, like, MVP. And every resident has... they have requests right so someone might want a minimum lodging rank like someone might be content living in a cardboard box and someone might not someone might want to live in a mansion they might have enrichment requirements decor preferences or they might want to stare at jellyfish all day like that's all stuff you're going to have to do to completely maximize the amount of money you're going to get from them and then there's obviously enemies like thugs and apparently boars and Anyway, this beach and entire area itself is just gorgeous. There's crystal waters, there's beaches, there's cliff sides, there's lighthouses. Like, I can't believe this exists. I never in a million years would have predicted this. In Like a Dragon Aetion, we did get like a little mini farming game, um, which was like, you know, it was like bare bones. But it was cool that it existed. But this is like the fucking shit.
2: It's such an over-the-top take on a minigame, which is very Yakuza, right? And the idea that they put something this extensive inside another game is oh, yeah. just a testament to the ambition of RGG as a studio and just what their team is capable of. It almost makes me feel... Like, somebody on the team wanted to do this as a standalone game, and Sega maybe came in and was like, "Mm, I don't know, it's probably not going to sell as a standalone, this and this. Why don't we just, like, put it inside Infinite Wealth? And they're like, "Mm, I guess we could do that. Mm. I'm just like, this is, it's wild. Like, this is such a, this, this to me... Sets an impossible standard for mini games,
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> and they always have. Like, but that's the thing. Like, it, it, we talk about it a lot, but they oftentimes get buried because it's like you know you just see like the main story of. You like a dragon that you forget like the amount of work in the hostess club and Ichiban Holdings. I mean, Danny, I know you played like a dragon, like that mm-hmm. was an intense mini game. There's a lot that went into that, and so much thought and care goes into this silly ass game. I do hope that it maybe encourages others to play it, although it doesn't unlock until chapter six, which might not be very long. But but what does that mean? Okay, so uh, th- so the games are always broken down into different chapters, right? And each chapter could be an hour, it could be two hours. It just depends on how you follow the narrative. So it looks like this starts off with Ichiban riding the dolphin to the resort because of course it does. (laughs) So my guess is what's going to happen. They're going to set up the story. They're going to like get all their players in place and then something's going to happen where this resort becomes available and there's going to be maybe a mandatory mission that takes you there. And then it's like, okay, you can play this or you don't have to play it. And then the rest of the game will continue. So you're going to have to get through like the beginning stuff first before it unlocks because narratively it would have to do that to make sense. Yeah. But... Anyway, that's I mean, me. That's, that's my opinion. I'll stop talking well, now.
0: I was going to ask you a question. Do you prefer the RPG side of the game, or do you want like the old school, traditional beat em up games from Yakuza for you? As you know, a fan?
3: It, it's hard because when you're playing as Kiru, I want the old style beat em up, which is why I'm really excited that like a Dragon Gate and the Man Who His Name is going to mm. be that game again. It's never really been Kiru's style to be like, you know, the whole story is Ichiban loves Dragon Quest, right? And that's why he envisions his battle style being like a turn-based RPG. Kiryu just likes to punch it. And so it makes Mm -hmm. sense for those games to have that sort of combat and for this game to have this combat. But I do know Kiryu does get the RPG treatment. And I think at some point he can break away from that in this game. I think that's kind of what someone teased. Anyway.
0: Oh, really? Interesting. I,
3: I I thought I saw something like that, which would make sense. Like if you're playing as Kiryu and he like it's a special or something all of a sudden you can like freeform it right like that would be cool but i don't really care like listen the, the whole reason i play these games though is is for the craziness the tone of it all it just pulls off that beautiful mix of serious and silly so i don't really care too much about the combat but i will say the rpg stuff is really fun
0: yeah i mean that was my first yakuza game the, like bag, the first one and you're yeah. gonna play the new one right Gaiden? yeah i'm definitely i'm definitely gonna play it yeah it, it looks cool Come It looks cool. i don't know about i don't know about the mini games we'll see maybe i'll get into it we'll see but i'm more of the just the, the story yeah i, I definitely want to play that so yeah yeah that's in january right so first yeah,
3: january 26th
0: i mean great way to start the year oh yeah with that
3: oh it's gonna be glorious oh my mm-hmm. god
0: i can't wait so question this one is gonna release on all platforms at the same time and i know the last one was i think it was like xbox exclusive for like a month
3: something like yeah i honestly can't remember that was phil's yeah like, but yeah yeah It which is so funny because these games were on playstation only for the longest time i feel like right and then they came yeah. to game pass and then the remastered collection started coming yeah so it's great it was a thing yeah. that phil
2: spoke about specifically when we started the xbox series x and s generation how Microsoft Gaming had a priority to bring Japanese studios back into the fold with yeah. Xbox mm-hmm. because it was a clear like gap in their portfolio, and obviously RGG stepped it up and said, "We'll partner with you." And Sega mm-hmm. clearly managed that relationship right as their publisher and said, "Like let's make this happen." And look at if Xbox hadn't put all of the Yakuza games on Game Pass, would Britney's love of these husbandos ever blossomed?
3: Probably mm-hmm. not. I, I think that, and I think COVID and packs because packs East 2020 baby. That's when I was sick and the I was like faded packs. Yeah, yeah.
0: And, and you know what? Too Andy, Sega has been like the company, the publisher that been releasing a lot of games on Xbox, even during the early days of Xbox. Because I remember that's when they had like a couple exclusives from Sega. It was like of uh, Dragoon. Mm. Orta, there was also uh, Jesse Radio, Jesse Radio Future, and I believe that also Shenmue was Shenmue Two was exclusive on Xbox here in the states because never came out. It came out in Europe. So yeah, they always have that relationship. And I remember when we interviewed Phil uh, for our one thousand episode, that's when they just got back from Japan, and he was really pushing about you know getting more Japanese games you know to the platform and everything. So it's it's good to see that they're getting a lot more support from. Japanese studios. Oh, well, look at Final Fantasy 14!
3: Have- right, that was an announcement. Yeah. Everyone lost their mind, which is great.
0: Mm-hmm. St- yeah, really good. Let's do it. do. It.
3: Speaking of announcements, there was a lot more announcements
2: yeah. that happened inside the Xbox Partner Preview that we watched earlier this week. We're not going to go over all of these bit by bit, but I'm just going to run down a couple of them. Um, so we did see. A little bit from Ikara Will Not Die from Future Lab and Thunderfall, which is an upcoming uh, roguelike. And then we did see another look at Still Wakes the Deep, which is this
0: kind of thriller from the Chinese room.
3: Danny, what did you think (laughs) about
0: this? That looks creepy as hell. Already, but see, they never showed any. Like they didn't show anything. You only hear sounds in the background. But I
3: love that though, right? Yeah, I
0: love that. I love that. I love that. But <laughs> I just want to see who, you know, what's 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 going but on. I but I don't want to see that
3: until I'm actually playing, right? Yeah, like, you're
0: right. You're right. You're right.
3: But so this, yeah, this is coming from the Chinese room again. Amnesia, machine for pigs. Everybody's gone to the rapture. They've done other stuff. So here's a synopsis. 1975, disaster strikes an oil rig off the coast of Scotland. Navigate the collapsing rig to save your crew from an otherworldly horror on the edge of all logic and reality. It's a first-person narrative horror game, and you can search for your crew and help them survive, if you can. You have no weapons, no powers. You can run, climb, and swim. Brian, I'm assuming this is a big fat nope for you.
1: Oh yeah, this is a hell no for me. But, yeah, yeah. Um, this
0: is a big no. For but that's why you
3: got <laughs> Danny,
1: right? Yeah. Of course. I, yeah, I'll, I'll be a passenger princess as he plays this one and just watch yeah. through my fingers.
0: You know what? As a fan of horror games, I'm glad to see more horror games coming out. Like there's, there's been a lot. It's been a time. Mm-hmm. it's been good. Yeah. And what I love really, really
3: too, good. is I don't know for sure maybe you know Danny if this is just a air quote walking sim where you just can like move around. I know there's no weapons or anything like that, but maybe there's stealth, maybe there's some sort of hiding mechanic. Like I don't totally know, but I I kind of love that cuz it and that's what the first layers of fear was, right? And mm-hmm. you both like puzzle elements. And I just love that because I feel like it takes all that pressure off and you can just enjoy this structured story that the developers want you to play and carefully crafted scares and that's like what I love. But yeah, you're down there in the depths of it and you hear all these groanings and these shriekings. Like what is it? I don't know. Yeah, the ocean's freaking scary anyway.
0: It looks grimy as hell. I can't wait to try this out.
3: Oh, and it looks like an oil work. You wouldn't think that's an exciting place to put a game, but my God, it looks good. No, it looks yeah. terrifying like as opposed to let's not let's not yeah. Yeah. let's, let's not, not go there.
2: It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't feel like a place that I want to be. You know, we get the question all the time of what's a imaginary video game world you want to spend in. Not that one you guys you and Ree can do dungeons
3: of hinterberg world because that looks pleasant and and i will send you a postcard from the haunted oil rig
2: well let's just talk about dungeons of Hinterburg then so i'm gonna pull this up so this is a game that we got to see a really nice look at back at the xbox showcase in june around summer game fest time and what i really liked about this game when we first saw it was that it's just it it kind of surprises you. Like, you think, oh, I know what this game is. It's going to be, you know, like another, like, dungeon crawler, like, roguelike. But it's like, no, actually, there's a lot more to this game than meets the eye. And we got a really cool behind-the-scenes look at it when we were, you know, live at, you know, the Microsoft Theater and got to see everything in person um, back in June. And, this game is so ambitious, what this studio is. And it's a relatively small studio that's working on it, but it basically is like a social sim game and a dungeon crawler roguelike, like baked into the same game. Mm. Mm. And I've never really seen this kind of a concept before. And when they showed me how it works, basically you go around and talk to people. In the town between going on like your dungeon runs and I'm trying to pull up some um, some footage here and the conversations you have can like give you buffs for when you go into your dungeon that actually have like gameplay oh, I saw implications that. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is such an interesting concept and they kind of dug into that in the trailer today about like how the social aspect and the social gaming aspect of the people you're gonna meet in this town actually affect the way that you're a bit, a- able to fight when you're inside the dungeons. Now, mm. oh, yeah, I know you're
1: super stoked for this one, right? I am, and in addition to what Andrea is talking about, and we're seeing here in the in the footage, if you're watching on YouTube, it's beautiful. And <sighs> I know cel shaded art is you know not new, but the way they do it feels so fresh for some reason. And the animations with the actual dungeon crawling and like the the attacks that you're doing as this character. Um, are, are just so striking to me. Like everything I see here looks like it's a, a screensaver or a t-shirt. Like I just <laughs> mm-hmm. I, like I can't get enough of the art style. And that in addition to the fact that it is a roguelike, which I'm starting to get very into, right? Hades. Yeah, this <laughs> has Hades. a lot to do with Look that. You. <laughs> it has a lot to do with that. But then also that the social aspects in, in upgrading your your kid and your skills and everything, and continuously going back and forth between these two game systems, it, it reminds me a lot of what I really loved about Cult of the Lamb, where mm. there's there's really deep, deep mechanics and and really rewarding mechanics in these two separate aspects of the game and it seamlessly blends wanting to be in one side of it and the other. And I like games that encourage me to keep going back and forth between fighting and talking and mm-hmm. learning about this town and learning like the history of this place and then going and discovering something in real life because this character is an explorer and that's, you know, they're gathering information about this environment and then going back and talking about it with the people who live there. So it's just very engaging and it looks like one of those games you could lose hours and hours into without even noticing. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Exciting. for this one.
2: Yeah, there was, a, there was like some really good nuggets in here. We got a look at Robocop Rogue City. We also got a look at Mana Lords and they announced that it's going into um, game preview on April 26th and coming to console TBD. Mm-hmm. But a lot of us were kind of having some convos online about... Metal Gear Solid. So this was mm. interesting because Brittany and I got to watch this showcase together. Or it's not a showcase; it was a partner preview. Let <laughs> me be clear: the verbiage matters to the to the marketing peeps. Uh, pushes my glasses. Like it matters, and uh, we remarked on how neither of us really got into Metal Gear. I I dabbled a little bit in MGS four. I played a little bit more of MGS five. Just None of it really stuck with me, but I was really impressed by what the remake is shaping out to be and the footage that we saw today. Danny, were you a, a Metal Gear guy? Nope. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. Well,
0: shit. <laughs> I, never, I never. It's not. It's not my thing. But the game looks beautiful, though. I was like, you know, I will definitely want to try it out now that I got to see the how, how the the game looks and everything. But the graphics looks really impressive, though.
3: Yeah, and I think that's the kind of the question I would have for an expert is, so we have the Metal Gear Solid, the remastered collection, whatever it's called, right? Mm -hmm. I know that's been Mm -hmm. making the rounds as it not being great on PC or maybe not great on Switch, whatever. This is a remake of Metal Gear Solid 3? Mm -hmm. Yes. So Mm -hmm. I guess like my question would be, why would they remake 3 and not the first one? Why did they start with Resident Evil 2? Because the first one already got a remake, and Resident Evil 2 is the most iconic and most successful game. However, it doesn't really follow a total chronological story, different characters, et cetera, et cetera. There's mm. probably a bunch of that for reasons for,
2: for this decision as well, would be my guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it has to be,
3: right? It, it would have to be. But yeah, it just seems... I guess someone who wants to get into the series, I mean, it's fine, whatever. Cool. Like, I want to play it. If it's a good jumping off point, I'd love to, because I've never played them before. Never got into it. I feel like I should. Seems like a good I, entry point.
2: Yeah, I think mm-hmm. for me, it's about I never really connected with the story of what was happening mm-hmm. in the franchise of MGS. But mm-hmm. I mean, they sure are making Unreal Five look really pretty. That, that bird you know, that light bird looked coming real good. through the leaves. Yeah, that bird looked
0: real. Trees <laughs>
2: and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: sexy light yeah. looks good on Real Engine Five. That can be a new category, ladies. Uh, sexiest lighting or like sexiest light moment. You know, like mm. I have a thing. That and crunchiest snow. Crunchiest snow. Mm. Oh, wettest snow. water. Oh, water and snow. Yeah, mm. yeah, best snow is definitely. Who's got the best of puddles? Water. Right, like mm. Spider Man.
2: <laughs> Not on Five. In fact, Thanks, a proprietary engine called very glamorously. The Insomniac Engine. Mm. Uh, mm. We'll talk about Spider-Man in just a minute. Uh, I'm going to kind of cruise through some of these because we got a lot more show to get to. Uh, we got a look at Spirit of the North 2, more Foxy friends, exciting. Uh, we got a weird kind of CG look at the finals, which is an upcoming Ooh. free-to-play Yo, multiplayer I'm game. I'm ready for that. I'm excited. I'm ready, that. Space I'm ready for that. You both
3: are like, let's go, oh, let's yeah. go. Tell, tell so
2: us the, about it. So the beta starts, the closed beta starts um, now. It's, uh, it's going. But yeah, so why are you hyped for the finals, Danny?
0: I know there was a closed beta that came out a couple of months back, but it was only only for the PC. This one, I believe, is uh, all platforms and PC. They're having a cross-platform beta so everybody could just play. And this cross-progression also. So this game reminds me a lot of Apex Legends. Uh And it's not CG. The game is actually like that so far, the stuff that I've seen. Footage online and stuff. So I can't wait Hmm. to try it out. Yeah.
2: See, my big thing to Brittany, of course, you all know, I'm a HUD girly. Okay. I need that heads-up display. I need that graphical information. Give me that UX. Mm-hmm. I want it. Um, especially for a multiplayer game. Y'all know. you will pros yeah, at I, MP I Games. Like It's so important to get a sense of how the gameplay is going to be. And they had this big trailer moment, and then there was no HUD. I'm like, how are you going into a closed beta, and you're putting out a trailer with gameplay? I'm using air quotes here because... Again, there was mm-hmm. nothing on the bottom of the screen that explicitly called it out as gameplay, which is why I thought it was CG, to be like, this is mm-hmm. gameplay that's currently in engine. Here's the HUD.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think there's a lot of companies that have been releasing trailers for games like that, you know, first-person shooters, and they will do that all the time, just show just the game without the HUD. And uh, and I think they're, they're doing that to show people how the game looks overall, just without the HUD, you know, but we a not shaking her
3: feet, her head? We're
0: not, we're not having like it. You're I've, never playing the you know, game I without the HUD in a
2: multiplayer game. We're in a single player like game, it. there's a lot of experiences that allow you to take the HUD away. Like we're gonna talk about Alan Wake 2 was one of those games, right? Where it's very minimal HUD. But like mm-hmm. in a multiplayer game, you're never playing it without the HUD. I think Call of no, Duty made like one mode where you could like take the HUD away and it was like so difficult to play.
0: Yeah, um, very but
2: weird. that's not that's not a thing, <laughs> so.
0: yeah. No, but I know the there's, I believe they're adding a new mode that wasn't available on the clo- uh, close uh, beta. And with this is, is three players in your squad and you play, like, depending on the mode, you could play up to like four other teams, I believe. Right, right, right Rie? I don't remember how many teams are in each mode. Oh, it was like that. It was like four, I think it's like four teams in total, each three, three people. So yeah, I, I think it's going to be good, man. Really, really cool. I'm excited to blow
1: your skirt up. <laughs> I'm excited that there's just more action. Like Apex is fantastic as you know I'm a huge fan, but it looks faster and like definitely snappier. I like that there's way more points of Interaction between the different teams, at least from what we see in this trailer, you're constantly fighting someone else, right? You're, you're constantly trying to outsmart them, outwit them, outmaneuver them, out strategize them. And I really enjoy that mind game aspect of multiplayer games when you can combine, yes, the shooting, but also just outthinking your opponents. So I'm really excited to see how this works. And I haven't looked mm. into any of the, the feedback from the closed beta. I know in general, people did say it looked kind of busy, but some folks are feeling it. Who knows if this is a hyperscape situation where the pace is mm. too fast and I can't keep up because I got this old brain. But <laughs> we'll see. I want to try it. Like, I'm very excited to get my hands on it this weekend.
0: It's funny that she mentioned hyperscape. That was our first game that we play online. And we only mm. lasted like
1: the memory
2: two minutes.
0: Two it was hard. I'm like, I think we should, let's go play Apex. It's like, yeah. yeah.
2: So <laughs> that was it. it. <laughs> You're like, this yeah. is the one. He mm-hmm. knows where my heart lies. It's in Apex Legends. It was um, meant to be. I love that for you guys. <laughs> um, the last thing they showed was Alan Wake 2. I don't think we need to talk about that. We're going to talk about that extensively in hands-on. But they showed us a really fun gameplay clip. And by fun, I mean terrifying. Oh, great music. Creepy. creepy. Fantastic song.
3: (laughs) So good. Also, I wanted to say real quick, rip to that dino that got blasted in the ARC trailer. Oh, the ARC Ascendant? Yeah. Did y'all see that? It was like this kind of tranquil, like fuzzy dinosaur. It was a bunch of shit going on. I was like, oh, this is sweet. And then boom, there's like one clip of like somebody coming in with like a sniper. And then like, it's like, bang, point
2: blank to this poor dino. Like, what the hell? I don't know. It was weird. I do think it's interesting that they are completely remaking this game, even though it's only eight years old. So Ark Survival Ascended, the blurb from Xbox Wire said it's been remade from the ground up, utilizing next-gen tech with support for cross-platform modding with Unreal Engine 5, and that it also is going to take advantage of really high, like, technical jargony things like lumen lighting, nanite mesh rendering, chaos physics, and more. Ooh. And so, if you want to hear all about, like, the nerdy tech specs of that, head on over to the Xbox Wire. But yeah. ARC has clearly been a really successful game and the fact that they are making arc 2 that thing that we saw with Vin Diesel that maybe we'll oh, see Oh, I was going <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> yeah, um, to mention that. <laughs> yeah, Vin Diesel. we were like, "Where's Vin? Where's Vin? Where's Why Vinny?" Isn't he in this trailer, it turns out it's not that game, everybody. They literally just decided, "Hey, we apparently have some free time and some money, so we're just going to completely remake the game that put our studio on the map." And I'm like, "Get out with your bad self. You do it." And then so they still have Arc 2 coming and Arc the animated series. So they've got, hey. you know, a lot going on. Okay. But I do want to move into a couple more stories before we get into hands-on. But before we do that, I want to let you know that this episode of What's Good Games is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Going online without ExpressVPN is like changing your clothes while leaving your window wide open. Hey, I mean, you might not have anything to hide, but why give random creeps a chance to invade your privacy? Am I right? I mean, they could at least sub to your OnlyFans. It's not easy to think about, but I'm here to remind you that when you go online without using a VPN, internet service providers or your ISPs can see literally every single website you visit. Yeah, they literally can. Every single one. And they can legally sell this information, usually without your consent, to ad companies and tech giants who can then use your data to target you. That Halloween costume you've been searching for, yeah, it's gonna follow you around on the internet for weeks. And depending on what you search for, that could be terrifying or hilarious or maybe both. Terrifyingly hilarious or hilariously terrifying, right? But when you use ExpressVPN, ISPs cannot see your online activity because your identity is anonymized by a secure VPN server and your data is encrypted for maximum protection. ExpressVPN is also super easy to use. All you do is fire up the app, click one button, and it works on all of your devices, phones, laptops, even routers. So everybody who shares your Wi-Fi can be protected too. And with a busy travel season upon us, remember you guys gotta get that ExpressVPN app installed on your phone for those airport Wi-Fi situations and airplane Wi-Fi too, because again, remember privacy, it's important. And it's my go-to when I'm on the road. I use my ExpressVPN app constantly. Secure your online activity today by visiting expressvpn.com slash what's good games. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash what's good games. And you can get an extra three months free expressvpn.com slash what's good games. Unsurprisingly, everybody, our next story is Marvel's Spider-Man 2 is the fastest-selling PlayStation Studio game.
3: Wow. Ever. Never saw that one coming. (laughs) No, it's not like just an amazing game. No, so it has sold through more than 2.5, get your Dr. Evil pinky up, million copies in 24 hours. That figure includes pre-order sales of individual units and units bundled with PS5. The sales milestone means Spider-Man 2 has overtaken Santa Monica Studios' God of War Ragnarok, At the top of the PlayStation Day One launch sales. Chart. I'm kind of saliva-y because I just ate a bunch of M&Ms, but last paragraph, that's kind of interesting. It's your fault, Andrea. You want me to read it? No, no, psh. Okay, I, you got I, it. I got saliva and all. It remains to be seen whether Spider-Man 2 can beat God of War Ragnarok's debut week sales tally of 5.1 million copies. God of War Ragnarok launched in November 2022 on PS4 as well as PS5, and it's worth noting that Spider-Man 2 is a PS5 exclusive, and so is selling into a smaller potential install base than Ragnarok did last year.
2: I honestly don't think that matters because Spider-Man as an IP is way bigger globally than Mm -hmm. God of War is. The name Spider-Man is huge. It was a thing when I was in my early years covering the streets of Comic-Con for, you know, Escapist News and and GT News and Clever Games and in my early years, like, Spider-Man anything always got the views, like, Constant views, like no matter what, if the game was shit, if the news was shit, if it was like literally just like a, a like a scrap of anything, we mm-hmm. always put Spider Man in the title because people just clicked on it. People were obsessed with Spider Man. He's one of the most popular superheroes around the globe. Mm-hmm. My two and
3: a half year old is Spider Man for Halloween. Like, what is that? Mean? I got him Spider Man robe today. I got him Spider Man slippers, like in shoes. Like he loves he loves yeah. the Spider I Man. Spider Man's great. Yeah, everyone
2: knows. That he's, that like he's like a
0: me.
3: universally recognized hero.
0: Yeah, that was me when I was a kid, too. I was all dressed up. Yeah, I had underwears, T-shirts, all kinds of posters, yeah, as a kid. But here's the thing, too. Even during the pandemic, the Spider-Man, out of all Marvel movies, that was the one that was, like, the most successful Because a lot of people went to the theater just to see that movie, uh, New Way Home, right? It was that so was good, movie. too. Yeah, it was really, good. I never saw it. Really? Oh, you got to watch That's the thing. was The case
3: I was making, was that last week or two weeks? Whatever, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Is again like, last i am, week. Yeah. I am the case mm-hmm. scenario for this. I don't watch the movies. I don't read the mm-hmm. comics. I don't watch the TV shows. I mean, I will be soon because my kid loves it. But I'm like day one. I mean, if I didn't get a review copy, I would have picked up that game day one because like it was so good, and it's always so good, and it is still so good, and I need to finish it.
0: Yeah, it's game game of the year contender for sure. Uh, well, I do. I want to bring up something because this was like a a very controversial conversation Ooh. that happened this week. About okay, about Spider Man. Okay, so people were saying that um, why Miles Morales have a Cuban flag inside his apartment instead of Puerto Rican flag, where I think it was a a mistake by the studio. It wasn't like something like on purpose. and Yeah, it wasn't something that was on purpose or anything like that. Because when I went to the preview event, I remember playing as Miles Morales. Uh, You could select any of the outfits in there. And one of them was the Puerto Rican flag, the correct version. So I think it was just a mistake, Mm -hmm. and and people were saying that because of that, the game was like rushed and all this stuff. I'm like, nah, there's no way. The game is fine. It was just a mistake. And actually, I talked to the team, and they said they were going to patch it, I think, very, very soon. I think sometimes. So
1: can you explain what the the error was? So the the flag Mm -hmm. colors and the Cuban flag and the Puerto Rican flag are literally just reversed. So the blue Mm -hmm. and the red and the stripes and the star area are reversed. So it's a a simple mistake to miss if you're not used to seeing them. It doesn't Mm -hmm. excuse the error, but it is something that is obviously just a mistake.
2: Yeah. You know, when John told me that this story was going on, oh, he's like, did you see like the latest internet drama? And I was like, what drama? I was like, I'm not, you know me, I'm like very off offline these days. <laughs> and uh-huh. he was like, oh, well, there was this moment with the flag. And I was like, this is, I mean, it's so obviously like a, a, a mistake. Like, Insomniac has such great attention to detail, and they do such amazing work. Like, they wouldn't do this intentionally, Yes, it was an oversight, but they're also human. Like, mistakes happen. How about everyone just calms the fuck down? (laughs) Can you just calm down?
0: I think I literally just started
2: singing Taylor Swift's, you need to calm down. You need to just stop.
0: And to defend them, too, they did an amazing job with Miles Morales. Like That was the game that I felt like I was home. I've been mentioning this Mm. multiple times. Like, I even... I, I even cried multiple times in the game because it came out during like the pandemic and they show a lot of things about like Spanish Harlem that reminded me of like my area and everything like that. so and plus seeing, you know the Latino culture of like people dancing salsa on the streets in the game, everything. like it was really really cool. So seeing that and seeing the, you know this game, which is another another great great game, it was just a mistake. I don't I don't see that's like a big controversy, but
3: yeah. And you know. I mean, I think we just need to give grace, and they're gonna fix it. Like they're receptive to the feedback, and they're like, yeah, we're gonna patch it and we're gonna fix it. And I mean, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's all you can ask for. Like learn, do better, move on to the next. You know, well, let's back. just knock out this last quick story. and scare it's the not, shit out of me.
2: It's not even really a story because these patents come and go all the time and sometimes they become real things, but most of the time they don't. Sony has patented a new PS5 controller designed with slots for charging earbuds. Built right in, which to me sounds like bad design because there's no way that you can build a compartment inside a controller where earbuds can fit and the charging components can also fit, but then the controller remains light enough and ergonomic enough that you're
3: going to want to play and
2: hold it for hours. This to me sounds like a thing that's never going to come to fruition. Can you go back to the
3: the story real quick? It does note, too, that patent includes images from showing the slots in several different positions on the DualSense, including one beneath the touchpad, suggesting the exact configuration of the PS5 controller, still had not been finalized at the time the patent was filed. Um, Obviously, then going, yeah, it's worth noting just because this is a thing. A few things. One, patents scare the shit out of me. What's up with this clown-looking motherfucker? Mm -hmm. Like, why does he look so terrifying? It's an elf. It's an elf clown. It's something (laughs) about the ears. It's the ears and And it's like the vacant eyes eyes and the huge (laughs) ass nose I'm not okay with. But honestly, if they could pull this off and make it work, I would be all for that. Because listen, if there's one thing I hate in life more than anything, it's remembering to charge my shit. Because I'm bad at it. I have ADHD, yo. I forget to do anything that requires anything. Mm -hmm. So that's why, like, if there was a spot where I could just stick my little headphones in when I'm done gaming and build a little ritual out of it, I would 100% do it. Because you know what's been dead forever? My fancy PS5 headset. Why? Because I misplaced the charging cable. And then every time I want to go pl- use it, I forget that it exists. Isn't it
2: just a USB-C cable? Probably.
3: Don't but you have a thousand of I those? I do, but they're like bobby pins. I don't know where they're all at. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know,
0: I want to mention something very quick. I know this is not a part of the story, but it's it's related to PlayStation. So, like, this generation has been kind of odd, like, the decisions they have been making. Mm-hmm. Where I, I just today, I read where... If you get the new slim version of of the PlayStation Five, the hard disc, the one,
2: Kardashian
3: PS Five, yeah, yeah, that one, that one, the Kardashian, yes.
0: that one, the disc drive, you have to be online in order for you to install your game one time. That is kind of a
3: one-time yeah. online connection to install the disc drive. Yeah, to the PS5. It feels like it, what Xbox did way back. When. But there was a reason right? for it, Danny, that I can't remember because it went way over my head. But there was a reason for it—something to do with a requirement of licensing and da da, da, da Cause cause the, all DRM? the licenses are now digital. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever it was. But I mean, I don't know. Technology's fucking weird. I don't weird. know. I'm.
0: I'm it's t- just weird. I don't know. It's just weird because I remember people were bashing Xbox for doing that yeah. back in during the Xbox One days and now this out of nowhere, I don't know. It's just weird to me. It's yeah. not <laughs> it's
2: out of nowhere, it's expected, and that's why it's like, well then what's the, the, literally the point of the drive is not for games. The point of the drive is for Ultra HD Blu-K, or, or Blu-rays, right? Like that's what mm-hmm. you're buying it for. Because yeah. most people now who are into physical media know that even if you buy a disc for a video game, you still have to fully install the game anyway, which <sighs> is so frustrating. And then the online connection, so it's like, it's like, what's the point? That's why I really appreciated that when Insomniac made a big (laughs) post, made a big post, when Spider-Man 2 was being released about saying, if you have the disc, you don't have to go online. You can, the game is fully playable directly from the disc. You don't have to do all this, but we recommend you do, and we recommend you update, but you'll, you'll, you'll still have a great experience if you just play the game that we shipped on the disc. And that's so rare now. When you buy a game, it's, that's what's making physical media really obsolete. Yeah. So it's like mm-hmm. I'm just like meh, expected. I'm like not even like phased yeah. by it anymore. A, lot yeah. a time to be alive. It's a lot of time to be alive. Okay. Last, in case you missed it, another congrats for a good sales record. I guess it's a CI Games record. Mm Yeah, Lords of the Fallen has sold 1 million copies in 10 days.
3: Woo! Woo. So CIA Games announced this. Hexwork Souls-like launched on October 13th on PS5, Series X, and S with a slew of performance issues. Thank you, IGN, And a number of patches later, Lords of the Fallen is in a better place, which makes me really happy. This is a game that I've talked about. I've been super-duper excited about it. I got to play it at PAX West this year. But like, it's been busy as hell. We've been covering a lot of stuff and I haven't had the chance to sit down yet. And you know what? I think this is one of those instances where I'm actually happy that it worked out that way because from what I understand, the game is in a much, much, much better place, just like IGN said, and much more stable and fun to play. Because I mean, this looks like a really great cooperative experience and you don't get a lot of Souls-like co-op games. Elden Ring obviously is one of them, but that whole co-op thing Was is Was it like, really co-op
0: though? Yeah. Very weird. That's a conversation they're for a, Yeah, we do. Yeah. Uh, but maybe no, a conversation we already had. This is
3: yeah, we've had that conversation. Uh really great news. I'm really excited to hop into this, especially during the hiatus. And uh yeah. With that lantern. Yay!
0: The game is fun. Yeah. I think the game is fun. It's
1: a lantern game. The lantern the game lantern! Theory? Uh, lanterns. I didn't scary, get you a lantern. scary
2: terrifying lanterns. Well, congrats to Hexworks and CI Games for one million copies in ten days. That's definitely an achievement. <sighs> and Brittany, you let me know how how it is, because that <laughs> game made me real scared when I played. <laughs> And with that, we are going to take our break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about, you guessed it, the woke up Alan guy. He woke up again. (laughs) He woke up a second time. No, That sleepy man taking naps. This bit is not working. We'll be right back. Everybody, it is the second segment of the What's Good Games podcast where we talk about what we've been playing and any preview events we have been to. But before we get to that, I want to let you know this episode of What's Good Games is brought to you by these wonderful sponsors.
3: This episode of What's Good Games is brought to you by Factor. With the busy fall season already in swing, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef prepared dietitian dietician-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Too busy this fall to cook, but want to make sure you're eating well? With Factors, skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too, while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality you need. Factors, fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy, and then get back to crushing your goals. Relish the best of autumn with fall flavors. they limited time only hearty, comforting meals featuring seasonal veggies like cranberry pecan chicken and apple Dijon pork chops. Ready in just two minutes. They'll satisfy your fall cravings during the busy season without the hassle or the dishes. And if you're looking for calorie-conscious options during the busy season, you can try delicious dietitian-approved calorie-smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. This October, get factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash what's good 50 and use code what's good 50 to get 50% off. That's code what's good 50 at factormeals.com slash what's good 50 to get 50% off. This episode of What's Good Games is brought to you by Shopify.
2: Let's do a quick brainstorm, everybody. What's something that works so well, it's basically magic? Instant coffee makers? Air conditioning? Spider Man 2's fast travel system? What about selling with Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch of your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Congrats. Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or maybe you're offering outdoor outfits, or maybe you're like us and you're selling custom pins or water bottles. Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, whatever and wherever you're selling, Shopify has you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. Did you know it's 36% better on average compared to the other leading commerce platforms? That's a lot of percentages, guys. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-store. Sometimes AI can be good, you guys, because with Shopify Magic, you can whip up Captivating content that converts. I love that. Captivating content that converts. It just sounds, it just rolls off the tongue. From blog posts to product descriptions. You can generate instant FAQ answers even. Pick the perfect email. Send it every time. Plus, Shopify Magic is free for every Shopify seller. So whether you're doing small batch custom merch or selling millions of units of products, we at What's Good Games love Shopify because it makes running your business of all sizes easy peasy lemon squeezy. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. That's a lot. That's a lot of stores, you guys. And their a global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn and, and millions of other entrepreneurs across 175 countries. And Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com what's good, all lowercase, everybody. Go to shopify.com what's good to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shop. Shopify.com slash what's good. Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time of the month. And because it is, well, not that time of the month. Well, maybe not it is. Well, maybe it's your time of the month. Uh, we, we digress. <laughs> We're talking about our wonderful patrons, Brittany, always dragging me into the gutter every Girl, single you time. you set
3: me up for you a whole run it. every I did. time. I
2: did. It's not my fault. We want to say thank you to our wonderful community at patreon.com slash what's good games for supporting us for so many years and supporting our mission of inclusivity in video games and providing gamers of all kinds a safe space to talk about games and come listen about games. I think we don't talk about that mission enough, and hopefully you guys joined us on our live stream, or joined us, I should say, on our <laughs> live stream, because I'm going to be talking about it a lot. Going to get emotional, everybody. But before we do that, before I get emotional, we're going to talk about our elite <laughs> patrons. So this is where we mispronounce everybody's name. I'm very excited. Are you ready? I'm very excited.
3: Okay. Steve French. Dewey Reese. Harry Krishnametta. Mehta. Dossame. Maniacal Mouse. Davy Stratton. A Casual Blasphemy.
1: Omega Buster. Daniel Hall. Bored Ape Gamers Club. Excess Oddities. Trent Berry. Sean Eyeball. <laughs> Brian R. Johnson. Justin
3: Foshi. Patrick Do Your Laundry. Punctified. Rob Leonard. <laughs> Trent Bennington. Ferris Atiyah. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica Bloom. Mimi <laughs> <Nenea Davis>. and <laughs> Tyler McCall. Martha Sella. Uh, John Rook Brooke Williams.
1: Ch- Jackson Burgess. <laughs> Gary Peck. You're not that freemer ring carmel wall of bill <laughs> Terese
3: Not Jason Demers Andrew Cotton oh, Al Kelsey,
1: Nicole Humphrey
3: Oh, oh, how fitting. Andy so,
2: Take a shot everybody. It's John Drake. Drake. I trying to find <laughs> a one
3: spot on your glass that doesn't have it.
2: I do want to give a shout out to Gio Corsi, mm-hmm. um personal friend of mine, friend of WGG, big supporter of WGG. He posted some fun photos of him wearing some of the WGG merchandise that I sent him because he has some of our original OG merch, yes. which some of you have. Some of the stuff that we never actually sold, but was only like exclusive for patrons and stuff. And I sent him some stuff because we've been working with a new merchandise person, com slash store. It's a little bit pared down from what we had before, but some different color
3: options and stuff. So let us that know what you think. That blue he was wearing. Right? That bright blue. Hmm. So I good. I love it. So, you know, like, listen, we need more colors than just like gray. You know what mm-hmm. I mean?
2: True, but it turns out gamers just like black t-shirts. I know it's That's a
3: stereotype, fine. but it's
2: literally, it's tr- literally true.
3: Like dark gray hey, and black. Are you
0: calling me out? I <laughs> yes, Danny, Danny.
3: I'm one hundred percent calling you out. Look at your wife. <laughs> look at that beautiful peachy that color. That hot she's wearing. gamer milf. Look how it complements her, her skin tone, her hair. It's how gorgeous she is. And he's like Rahm. black t-shirt. Yeah.
0: Hey, <laughs> look. First of all, because I, ha- you know, what we're going to talk about Alan Wake, so I had to, sh- you know.
2: Okay. But okay. That's represent. fair. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying speak, to keep a theme here. Speaking of Alan Wake, <laughs> let's get into what we're playing this week. So let's wake this man up, shall we?
3: Wake me up. Wake me, wake me up. up okay, we're not.
2: <laughs> no, we're not. We're not going back into this. We have a video game to talk about, Brittany. <laughs> I, okay. Now, don't get
3: sad on me. I'm just I love trying to tensions. have fun, and she's trying to, like, piss on my leg I'm and not, tell me it's raining. I'm not.
2: So she, the problem is, uh, ladies and gentlemen who are listening and watching, is that she's calling out to a moment that happened during our break, which you'll probably never see. Maybe you'll see. Maybe we'll make a clip of.
3: <sighs> We're talking about the man who woke up whose name is Alan. All right, friends? Remedy
2: Entertainment, along with Epic Games, yes. put out a video game called Alan Wake 2. Yes. I want to first call out that I worked with Remedy in Epic Games and so, my thoughts on the game. I'm going to be a little limited, mostly because I haven't played enough of it. But also, I want to make sure everyone knows: yes, I was hired by Epic Games and Remedy
3: to work on that's something fair for to this disclaim, game. But your opinions are and still that, very valid, and I appreciate that. that you, you always keep it real. Are coloring yeah. your opinion because you got paid by them? You can go fucking kick rocks. That's I appreciate yeah.
0: Yeah. Get but, that. But you money. know,
2: transparency no, is no, important. That's great. That's great. So calling it out, that's and also great. a big thank you to. Remedy for giving all of us advance release yes. codes for the game so that we could check the game out and play the game and talk about it on the show. Yep. I had a lot of fun working on that project with Remedy. We talked about that panel already. Uh, a lot of the the VO talent and the actors and of course, you know, Sam like all really wonderful people. Danny, you've done several interviews oh. with dev team members from Remedy and this game was your most anticipated game for 2023. So, I'm just going to kick it straight to you, Danny. Did it deliver mm. on your most anticipated game of twenty
0: twenty three? I can start with this. It's a masterpiece in Woo! my opinion. Masterpiece. Like
3: Okay, A okay. Let's yeah. let's yeah. let's dig in. I have had just yeah. let me say real quick before we get into this conversation, I have not had the chance yet to play Alan Wake 2 in its full capacity. Obviously, we did the preview event. It's been mm-hmm. travel and other like commitments and whatnot. So I'm very excited to dive in. But I have been chatting with Danny over text message. And he dude, you got me so freaking hyped for this game. The yeah. things you're saying is everything I wanna hear. So if I'm quiet during this conversation, that's why. But I'm sure I'll have lots it, of questions for it's you. It's
0: all good. It's all good. Now, my question is: yep. Have you, any of you, played Alan Wake or any of the Remedy games? Yeah, In I just best.
3: played Alan Wake for the first time, maybe like mm-hmm. three months ago, and I loved it. I mean, granted, like it had aged, right? It, yeah, it had yeah. aged, and there was mm-hmm. the, the the idea of it. It was like, oh my, I have so stoked for this one. But um, just like again, like from what you've told me, like. It delivered. So, did you play Control? Before
2: we deep dive into your thoughts on the game, we like to, for people who are unfamiliar with Alan Wake as a franchise, who are unfamiliar Mm -hmm. with Remedy, Danny, as the person who is most familiar with the Remedy connected universe, which we'll probably refer to as the RCU in this conversation, could Mm -hmm. you explain what Alan Wake 2 is as a video game, what kind of video game it is?
0: Okay, so for the first time, this is a horror game. (gasps)
2: Survival a horror, horror specifically.
0: Survivor survival horror. Yes. So, so the original Alan Wake was more. It was my like more like a suspenseful game. So Alan Wake is a writer. So originally he started as a writer for a TV show called Night Springs, and you could find video clips of you could collect them when you play the first Alan Wake. After that, he started writing a book, a novel about this detective. His name is Alice Casey and originally when the at the first uh, Alan Wake when it came out a lot of people their theories was that this was about Max Payne because also Remedy worked on on the original Max Payne part 1 and part 2 and that was like a a signal of like saying, "Okay, we're done with the game. It, we're moving on. Now we're going to work on on new on new stuff." Right. So in Alan Wake, you will learn more about him, and he's he used to live in in New York City. And from there, um, him and his wife went on vacation. They went to this this uh, city called uh, Bright Falls, and he was there because he was just needed some inspiration. He just didn't know what to write next. He got you know writer's block and Burn everything out. like that. Yeah. Yeah, burnout. So then he's really well known. So, like, people, when they got to see him in, in Bright Falls in the first game, they were like, oh my God, it's Alan Wake. He's here in town. Like, people were very, very excited to see him there. So, and I'm not going to say a lot of the, about the story, but just very quick. The reason I'm mentioning this is because it relates to part two. And uh, so, Alice, his wife, disappears. Mm-hmm. And also, Alan Wake disappears too. And it's been 13 years. So now you'll see what happened. 13 years later, uh, with with Alan Wake. And plus so you get to meet this new character. Her name is Saga Anderson. She is part of the FBI. So she's trying to figure out like what's that's like a crime to happen, and she's trying to find out what's what's happening in, in this um, area, which is near Bright Falls. It's called Rotary. And once she's there, she started learning more about Anna Wake and what happened. And from there on, I'm just keeping it like that. Cause I don't wanna yeah. or anything. But I'll say this. I just love... Uh, the reason why I love so much about this game, one, this is one of the scariest games I think I ever played in, oh, no. in, in a Wait, very, very long so time. No.
3: Danny, when you told me that, and you even made some reference to, like, scariest game since PT, right? Yeah, like, that, that game was scary. A, that says something that to people, right? huge, yeah. huge praise, and mm-hmm. that was something that I had really hoped for, because the first Alan Wake had, to, like you were mentioning, like, spoiler free, really fascinating plot, some really, like, mind fuckery
0: shit. Oh, that's even more in on this one. Right,
3: I can only Very imagine, like but it, the game yeah. almost had a little bit of identity crisis. Is it an action game? Mm-hmm. Is it a survival horror game? Like, what is it? But it sounds like this one, they're leaning in, they're even calling it like their first real like survival horror game mm-hmm.
0: there's a reason why this is a horror which is mind-boggling to me like i had no idea Ugh. and once you start playing the game they were like okay remedy they're geniuses like this is top-notch storytelling like the way how they presented everything about not only about the new characters and alan wake but also why everything is also connected and everything like that. So it's so, it's so, so well done. So my question
3: for you, Dan, real quick, is like the thing that Remedy's really been talking about is that you can play this purely as Saga, purely as Alan, Mm -hmm. or as a mixture of both. So which route did you go?
0: Now you start off as playing as Saga, and then later you start playing as uh, Alan Wake. And then
3: you can switch, right?
0: And you can switch, and you can switch. But I don't want to say much about that because it's, it's a very important part of the game later. Okay, uh, so, so
3: just go with what your gut tells you to do is what you're saying.
0: You Basically, you're going to play with both. Okay, okay. You're going to play with both, um, and there's a reason because of that. So even if you've never played the first Alan Wake, or you've never played Control, or any of the Remedy games, playing as her, you'll discover a lot of stuff, and it, I think that Remedy did a pretty good job explaining about the story Good. from that. Okay. But also, if you're a fan of Alan Wake, and you played also other Remedy games, There's so many Easter eggs in here that connects to the previous games and control and Island Wake that it was like a better experience for me. So, like, I highly recommend for you guys to you could play this game first and then play the other ones, and you're like, okay. Now I I get it, I get it. So, so you know, don't so you have do to without. have
3: all the remedy knowledge to enjoy no. this game, but you'll get something quicker. I know that's something Sam like has talked about. Yeah, I, they've mm-hmm.
2: definitely spoken about that in yeah. several interviews. And I do want to call out, because the Alan Wake 2 launch trailer was featured in the Xbox Partner Preview this week, they did oh. an interview, and there was a little section of that interview on the Xbox Wire that I pulled that kind of describes the difference between the two Sections and it says while Alan's sections are more but not entirely focused on puzzling, it's Saga who exemplifies Alan Wake 2's shift into full blown survival horror. Where the original game saw a slightly uneasy mix of dark, measured storytelling and action set pieces, Saga's section drops us into a slower paced, more panicky form of combat. And when they wrote out panicky form of combat, I was like, "This that describes how I feel in the combat sections of this game exactly. Like, I start sweating. I get nervous. I, like, have to turn all the lights on. And when we got the review guide, the fact that they're like, please play in a dark room. Like, you know, we we can't talk about the specifics of the review guide, but, like, they're like, please play it in a dark room. And I was like, but do I have to? I don't want to.
0: No, honestly, I think that makes it's the better. It's probably experience too dry
2: for you. Yes. So Brittany took a sip of my wine that I'm drinking, and I'm drinking a very nice dry rose. I mean, it's not bad. It's, it's just too dry for you. Let me
3: get you a wine you'll like. I feel up. like I just like sucked a salt cube in my entire tongue team. <laughs> um, okay. So Danny, yeah. question for you. <laughs> Love yes. you. Okay, so when I played the preview, which was a very extensive preview, I did notice mm-hmm. again, like the said, saga is much more survival horror focus. I didn't really get the chance to go off the beaten path and do all the puzzles and whatnot because the kind demo people were like, yo, you, you need to stay focused or you're never going to get anything done. Did you mm-hmm. find yourself able to explore and do puzzles and side content that felt meaningful?
0: Yes. There's yes. a couple, there's a couple where it will allow you to unlock a lot of like new weapons. There was one that I, I couldn't figure out. I just gave up. I'm like, you know what? I just kept on That's moving. awesome though. Yeah. And there's others where th- actually I, Like, I completed the game. It took me, like, 20 hours. So, But there's one puzzle that I don't know what was the whole, like, how to solve it. So, I completely skipped that. So, now, in my second run, I want to try out, like, the stuff that I couldn't unlock. Just going to dig in and everything like that. So, yeah. But
2: I want to ask, in my time with the game, in the early hours, I tried to do some exploration in specific settings. And I kept getting verbal prompts from NPCs to be like hey, we're doing this thing over here. Or, oh. hey, what are you doing over there? Come back. We're trying to do this thing. And it mm-hmm. felt a little like Pushy? rushed of like, I wanted to like go down. Because like, you walk, you have these really scripted, creepy moments where you're walking in certain environments with other characters and you mm-hmm. see an open path that you're walking past. And you're like, What if I just, like, veer off and go, like, check this out? And, like, the moment you deviate from, like, the scripted narrative moment, the other NPC is like, hey, come back. What are you doing?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like. You know why? I'll tell you why that happened. It's very early in the game. Yeah, very early later in the game you could start going to a okay. lot more places that's good to the, know Because, yeah. mm-hmm. like i said
2: i'm only in the early hours of the game mm-hmm. because of when mm-hmm. we were able to get the code and also my daughter got an ear infection and she had to stay home from school and you know babies and video games it's a hard thing so i was only able to complete a you know a couple opening hours of the game but
3: obviously you know like i want to see a lot more so you can come back danny is what you're saying
0: yeah, you could come back, and uh, actually, you're gonna go to a lot of those areas multiple times. Uh, you you'll discover a lot more things and more yes. more. Oh, I'm so excited! Stuff this sounds too. like
3: Resident Evil, man. Like, yeah,
0: it's <laughs> good, and and that, that that's the thing that um I was like, how remedy is gonna do this? Like, making this as like their first horror game, and I could definitely say that this is the best remedy game that they ever created so far for, for and I me, have to like, imagine
3: it's a fantastic mix of survival horror, like the Resident Evil, right? Mm-hmm, but also mm-hmm. like that psychological remedy shenaniganry that they've been known for, especially with games like control, right? I have to imagine mm-hmm. like you get that cool mix of the two. What yeah. difficulty level did you play on, Danny?
0: Uh normal. And right now, because I just want to like rush it even more, I'm gonna try story. And hopefully on my third one, I want to try out the hardest difficulty. But I heard that after launch, I think within a month or so, they're adding a new game plus, which I definitely want to try that out, mm. where you can unlock more upgrades for, for both characters. I think there's also going to be like manuscript pages and extra video content that you could also unlock in the game. So, like, for example, you could rock around. In the original the Alan original Wake, you unlock, like, uh, episodes of, like, mm. Night Springs, right? Right. With this one, you unlock a lot of, like, commercials and, like, funny stuff that's related yeah. to the town. And it's also related to the story. And also, I, one thing I have to mention, too, is I just love the mix of, the, like, the live action plus the game together that did a really, really great job. Mm. Like, everybody that worked on this game, like, the actors and the voice actors... They did a pretty good job. Even Sam Lake did an amazing job. There's even a section where uh don't know what to say but there's a section where no I was very surprised. No sports, no sports. Where it was like one of those like goosebumps moments. I'm like, wow. It reminded me of a moment from Control where uh, there was like a because here's the thing. They created original custom soundtrack. Songs. post songs. of the
3: fall, right? Did the, yes. the, they're the band. I love them.
0: But oh, it's mu- more but than just that one. Yeah. It's oh. more. It's more than that. There's multiple, multiple. So every time you finish a chapter, there's a song that's related to that chapter. Right. Yeah. So you're gonna find like a lot of those things in there, man. I'm like, oh man, I've never seen that before. Like, you know, um, I think the closest is either control and also um Quantum break. Well, the, that, the original like Alan Wake had that too,
3: didn't they? Whenever hey, you, and Alan Wake too. yeah,
0: hey, Alan Wake, yep.
3: Something mm-hmm. you mentioned to me, Danny, when we were texting about it, and I thought this was really cool. Ree, would you say this was a fun game to watch Danny play and then like unravel the mystery together? A
1: hundred percent. Yeah, like my, my girlfriend review or baby mama review is <laughs> this is a wonderful game to backseat play if you can't, you know peek through the fingers like yeah. I usually <laughs> do for the scarier parts. And one thing that I really, really enjoyed as Danny was playing is the balance between, as he's saying, maybe some of the earlier parts of the game are a little bit more on rails, but the scripted moments where, you know, you're you're finding different clues, you're unlocking some of the story, but then when you do get a chance to sort of break off and re-examine the areas that you've already been through, there's new stuff there. And there's, like, more things to discover, and they lead to, as Danny was mentioning, unlockables that allow you to upgrade your abilities and, like, fill out a skill tree. And, and those are things that I really didn't expect to see in a survival horror game from Remedy. But this is the beauty of their first time, you know, putting all these pieces together, is you don't know what to expect, and they throw so much at you that you're you're just honestly, like, dumbfounded. Like, how did they make all of this fit? And none of it feels out of place, so as, as Danny mentioned, again, there's a lot of live action scenes in this game. And it's not like Quantum Break where it's like back and forth and back and forth. It's integral in the game. Like it's part of the game. You feel like you're playing it while you're seeing the live action stuff. And mm-hmm. it's, it's very meta and mind fuckery. And it, it just works. And it, it's a joy to watch. The performances are fantastic. And the music at the end of each chapter, bangers. Like, like the album is great. Like, okay, really, really okay. great. And they're all different, I, I, styles, all different styles, all different genres.
0: Yeah, actual yeah, gameplay. It's like,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: It's it's like one of my... Look, I love High Five Rush. I think that's, like, an amazing soundtrack. This one is, like, even better because there is... It's 100% original music. You know, High Five Rush, they had original music, but there is, like, a lot of license also. You know what I'm saying? So I do also want to mention, too, Brittany... Where when you start playing Alan Wake, you know, both characters use the flashlight and, and, like, a weapon. But there's also puzzles where when you walk around in the dark place uh, where Alan Wake is, uh, is located, there's, like, these um, arrows that you need your the flashlight, and it will tell you where to go. And once you find these, uh, it's called the wor- Words of, of Power, mm-hmm. that helps you to, like, upgrade um, Alan Wake where um depending what type of weapon you want let's so you talk can about like, that
3: actually danny because that was one yeah. of my b- biggest gripes with alan Wake is there was no progression it felt like at all oh there
0: is for both there is for both
3: in, in alan Wake too mm-hmm. okay so yep. like what's the progression look like yeah
0: so for for allen what I was just mentioning right, right now every time you find out a uh, words of power that one helps you to upgrade your weapon or your health like you could have more health you can have more damage uh, depending on what you use with I think with saga I th- it's also the same too uh, but it's like a different different type of thing too and I'm trying to think if there's anything else besides that Um yeah, I think that's about it. That's the only way you could upgrade, like, your weapons by using those.
3: Is uh, there, like, a scenario. progression with a flashlight or anything like that?
0: No. Okay. Yeah, have, well, have, actually, there is. are different there options is, yeah. for it. There's, like, there is a lot of where, options. There is one where you have, like, more battery and, or ways for you, like, to uh, regenerate health quicker, depending on the light that you're, you're at, like, in, in the different parts of the game. And
3: why is the flashlight important, Danny?
0: Well, the light actually takes away the power of the enemies. So because they're also part of the uh the, the you know part of the dark place so, so when you use a flashlight you power it by the way it runs uh, a lot of battery too so you got to be careful you got to be really smart I, hate, the I
2: hate managing yeah. batteries so, for fi- flashlights in scary games it's like yeah. my least favorite game mechanic next to encumbrance encumbrance is definitely number 1 but managing batteries yeah. and flashlights in spooky games is like number 2 it's fair now, I, I, but ugh. there
0: is lights around the area where you could go under the light, and the enemies when you when you're inside of the light, the enemies can't see you. We
2: saw that so, in the gameplay trailer that was in the mm-hmm. Xbox Partner Preview today.
0: Mm-hmm, yep. So and it's once a, you,
3: it's a survival horror game, right? But you have yeah. to deplete the shadow shield with your flashlight in order to deal damage.
0: Yeah. So it's and a different that, like
3: layer to the yeah. combat. Yeah.
0: And once after that, you can start using your your weapons and attack them and everything like that. Yeah, and also there's like flares you could throw, oh, the or flares. or you know, yeah, there's other ways to to attack oh. them too.
2: But that's mostly mm-hmm. in Saga's gameplay, right? Versus Alan, there's not a lot of combat in both. Alan's gameplay, or is there a mix? For
0: both, it's for both. Okay. Yeah. The only difference is with Saga is more mystery, and with Alan it's more of storytelling. So like. I don't want to say much, but yeah. it's it's a lot of storytelling. Comp- it's like similar to like the Alan Wake, the first game.
3: <sighs> okay. Oh, man. You're going to love it. You're going to love lot. it. It's, I know. It's I love unpacking this game. There is. Okay. It, the, so what makes it yeah. Remedy's best game, though? Because obviously they've done Quantum Break. They have done Control. And now they're dipping their toes into survival horror. the fact that you're saying it's their best game. It's a masterpiece. Like what about it makes it
0: that it's, good? This is the game that introduces... A very iconic game that Remedy released uh, years ago, uh, yeah. thirteen years ago, and also this is, in my opinion, for me helps me to, and for for the players that have never played this, it helps you to understand more of the Remedy universe too because of it. Mm. Uh, because in the game, there's so many characters that are, are in it where they've been in in previous games, like they're in, in Control, they're in like the original Wake. and I even mentioned this to you, Brittany. As soon you find new characters in this game, look them up. Yeah, and put look them up like their names. Like is everything is related. And you know, as a as a person that played the previous games, it helped me to get uh, a better experience playing this. And even if you're a new a new uh, remedy fan, it's first time playing their game. You're still gonna have a great time because even playing as saga, remedy did a pretty good job at explaining the story while playing. You know with uh, with that character for newcomers and mm-hmm. you don't like usually when you play a game that's a sequel and you have never played the first one, you feel like left out, right? It's like me playing Yakuza. I'm like, I I don't get it. I don't get All the character. You need to know
3: is Majima is daddy. Don't yeah. worry about <laughs> it. But, you're fine.
0: But with this one, they did a pretty good job at explaining and you're like, oh man, it will make you want to go back and play like their previous games, you mm-hmm. know, and the new game mechanics, the the acting of the live action, which is really hard to do in, in gaming. Plus the custom original songs in this and just everything put together to me is like, it's it's my favorite game of the year so far.
1: Oh, I want to bring up one other thing that we haven't talked about
0: yet. And we don't have to go
1: into details because obviously this is a major part of the game, but it has been shown already is Saga's mind place
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where she goes to actually
1: start like solving the case, right? She's an FBI agent. She's reporting to a murder and, you know, trying to figure out what the fuck is going on here. Right. So Mm -hmm. the, what I really love about this is it's, you know, it's the conspiracy wall with, you know, the meme and all the red (laughs) yarn pieces going from picture to picture, Mm -hmm. but it, it really does help you completely grasp what's going on because a lot of these games, it's, it's easy to blow past, key points and get completely lost because you know there's just one line of dialogue that an NPC will confirm for you and explain whatever just happened but then you're expected to remember that for the next I don't know two or three weeks over the time that you're playing it and it gets lost but what I love about the mind place is that you have a really quick way to go back and have a visual which for me is really helpful of like what you already did and what you're currently doing and why and it's just such a smart way to keep people on track because it's a very complicated story, as you can hear us talking about. It. It's probably pretty confusing until you play it. But between that and, you know, the the facsimile for Alan, it, it really does help you keep track of what you're doing. And you feel like a detective, like you feel like, ooh, I'm solving a, a mystery. Like, it, it's
3: pretty great. And I thought it was really effective. And That's great I mean, I've always I, wanted I was... to make a
1: conspiracy wall. <laughs>
3: Yeah, Final Fantasy yeah. 16, I will say, also did a really great job at that. And I hope that's something more teams take into consideration when they're building complicated narratives. It's like, mm-hmm. make it very simple. Um, but I'm yeah. happy to hear that, Ray, because I was a little worried during my demo that it maybe felt a little gamified, where it's like, oh, you have to put this and this together when I feel like it was common sense. <laughs> but it sounds like it works in a way that feels organic and natural.
2: I found that but, it was yeah. pretty fluid. I did struggle a little bit in the beginning with just kind of lining up some of the placements but like I mean you quickly like kind of get into a flow with like understanding where the game wants you to like physically because you have to like hit up on the D-pad if you're playing on PlayStation 5 which is where I'm playing and then it like s- shows you all of the photographs that you can like enter into evidence on the on the board and then you have to select the photo and then you have to like physically like move the cursor around to place it on the piece of the evidence board where that piece of evidence fits, and it's pretty obvious, at least in the beginning of the game, like where the evidence pieces fit, but like for some reason I struggled just a little bit in the beginning with like the, just the mechanics of like lining it up, Mm -hmm. but you'll get the hang of it, it's just like any new mechanic that you discover in a video game, like it just takes Mm -hmm. a little practice, but it's a really interesting idea, but what I thought was really frustrating for me who always wants to play on baby baby mode but adds to the survival horror elements of the game is that they explicitly tell you in the beginning of the game when Saga is in her mind place she is vulnerable to what's happening in the real world meaning if you aren't in like a safe spot in the story like if you are in Combat or in a scary spot or in an area where like an enemy could find you. If you're in the mind place looking at evidence or sorting clues, you can technically be attacked while that's happening. Yeah. So when that mm-hmm. happens, what happens? I don't know. It hasn't happened to me yet because I've been very it careful happened. about going into the mind place because <laughs> I yeah.
0: take
3: those warnings very seriously. You <laughs> yeah.
0: Guess what? You have to get out of there and go. Does it like and flash
3: attack. red or something? And you know?
0: Yeah. You you were here. You were here like being Uh-oh. attacked. Grunts and yeah, shit. Yeah. 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 Okay. And also, uh and this is. No, this is a little spoiler, but Anna Wake has something similar, but it's not a mystery. It's more what he, it, you the, know, ri- as the writers, writer's room, type. the writers. Yeah, room. So yeah, they, so so I have a very, little different. clip
2: of that as well that Remedy mm-hmm. put up onto their YouTube channel, which I can. Yeah,
0: I could explain a little bit about it if you if yeah you that's the, great. the clip yeah. So with the writers' room, it's more like a puzzle where you know you you find a, a scene. You could also change that scene to like different oh, different I things love like that. yeah. Yeah, so it's it's something where that's the thing that I love about playing Alan Wake more than Saga because Saga is more like, you know, mystery. But with this one, it's just the puzzles and Alan mm-hmm. Wake has the power to change the scene of like the location where he's at. And there's multiple, multiple scenes and it will change the experience like that, like super, mm-hmm. super quick. And, um, and I think th- and he also has a he also has like this light. Where also it would change to like a different, I don't know if it's like a different uh, level or what, where it will allow you to unlock new levels. The
3: the lamp, Mm -hmm. the
0: lamp. So So the lamp will allow you to open like new locations, new doors. That is not available if you have a like switch to the other side. It's it's very hard and complicated to explain. You just have to.
3: No, I know exactly what you're talking about, Danny, because that was really confusing for me during the demo. But it was a really cool mm. idea. But again, it was that sort of thing where we were thrust literally into the like I don't know if it was the middle of Alan's yeah. campaign where you're supposed to be used to this mechanic, and if you're not, it can be rather confusing. But it was really cool because it did completely kind of change the surroundings and open up new pathways and new locations you could go to. It was mm-hmm. really cool, and I'm really excited to uh, to dive in and actually like figure it out organically. So you,
0: yeah, you know you know what's uh, crazy about the that presentation, like when we got went to the event, I felt like it was hard to explain that to someone that have never played Anna Wake before. <laughs> that you get in there, you're like, what, what what's going on here, right? So even when I remember uh, seeing the presentation of the first Anna Wake, I didn't like it at all. I was like, ah, oh, this game is gonna it's, it's gonna be terrible. <laughs> And I loved it. After playing it at home and I took my time with it, like, I just, I got got into the game so much. Like, the First Island of Wake is my favorite Xbox 360 game. My favorite and here one. you
3: are getting your sequel. Okay. And
0: this one, yeah, this one, it's a lot better to, you know, playing it at home instead of.
3: Hey, okay, Dan, I want PS, you to, like, but. manifest your crystal ball because I have a question for you. When I mm-hmm. think of, like, remedy experts, you're the person who comes to mind. So now that they have Alan Wake 2, and in your opinion, this game is a complete masterpiece. Like, the remedy is at the top of their craft, right? Where do they go from here? Do they solidify themselves as a—assuming everyone has the same opinion as you and I believe they probably will— a survival Mm -hmm. horror expert along the lines of, like, Capcom with Resident Evil? You think of a Konami with, like, old Silent Hill games? Like, what is their identity going forward?
0: One thing I don't want to mention— something about that Don't do it but like no, i would no, love to no see spoilers, more no spoilers danny none. no spoilers no spoilers but i would love to see more of the remedy universe i would like to see you know a new control maybe who knows maybe an Alan Wake. future i mean who knows but i would like to see more of that man cuz i think i I've, I've been noticing that they've been getting better and better with their craft of like developing games and making games like it's just been great every single game they've been releasing from them is getting better and better like control for me was like still mindfuck like i really messed me up when it came out and that was my favorite game of that year this one also better than control and i think my favorite game of this year you know so i think they should continue with the the original games that they were releasing, but also I would like to see something new that's also part of the Remedy universe. I would love to see that too from them.
3: Okay. Mm -hmm. It's like more like, okay, like, because I I still want like more of a clear answer. So like more like (laughs) Resident Evil type horror, or are you thinking more like of that? Do you think Remedy is like making, defining their own genre of horror?
0: Without explaining much, there's a reason why this game is a horror game. And you will find out while playing it. You will find out. Okay, okay. Yeah, you will find out. So, because of the previous games, none of them were horror at all. None of them, right? But they were—they were very like mind fuck, like mind fuck, Yeah, all the time, all the time. Yeah. One but thing that's that there's a th- reason why this. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Oh, I was just going to offer Sorry. one thing that I think Remedy is showing that. They- they clearly have a passion for is this mixed media in games and you know going back and forth between live action and, and like script and novels and and mixing all of this stuff together. And I love that they're sticking to it. Like some people liked Quantum Break, some people didn't, but they clearly had a vision for putting these things together in one one experience. Control had a lot of those elements as well. And I feel like they really just went like cranked up to 10 on this one with Alan Wake 2. And it's really successful and so I would love to see them continue to expand in that genre where you get to see actors playing characters with different voice actors with different visuals and all in mm-hmm. one story and somehow it makes sense like I really mm-hmm. love how complicated and yet successful it is like like they really just pulled it
0: off in my opinion <sighs> yeah one more thing I want to say uh, it was cool when I finished the the game and I got to see the credits at the end of the credits they also gave a you know, shout out to Lance Reddick because Lance was also part of Quantum Break. Mm. He was in there too. So it was cool seeing that. I was like, oh man, you know, it would have been awesome, you know, if he would have been in this game too or or future project from Remedy.
3: You got me hyped, man. You got me so hyped. Ah,
0: No, it's good. Honestly, Brittany, like, honestly, I I know you're hyped for a bunch of other games coming out this year, but as a horror fan, horror fan, like you, you need to play this. Like there's stuff in here that mm-hmm. I can't explain. You just gotta experience it, and I think even if you get together, you know, playing with your, you know, with your your partner, your mm-hmm. husband. I think he would also would get into this, and you guys will have discussions like, "Oh man, like the mystery, like that's the thing that I've been we're doing with Ray. I am that. Be playing every right now on PlayStation Five. I want her to see the things that I got to see late at night at three o'clock in the morning. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So and she's we'll like, see. "I'm
2: good, actually. I'm. Um, I'll. I'll just." I'll just say, I don't as- need it to deliver this baby early. Come on. <laughs> I'll just sleep. Yeah. Well, I think it's clear that Remedy is, you know, planting their flag as a studio who has a very specific point of view and is doing really innovative, cool things with gameplay. I'm excited to see what everybody else has to say about the game. You know, we're recording this. Ahead of the review embargo, so we actually don't know what our peers think of the game. But by the time this podcast comes out, the game will be live for everybody to buy, mm-hmm. which is a really like unique situation to be in. We don't typically find ourselves in this situation with games that are of this caliber. Usually when publishers just to kind of peel back the onion a little bit on the review process, maybe usually in video game development in the review process, if a publisher is confident that their game is going to get good marks or even good to like middle remarks, you know, you usually get the advanced copy of the game you know, Mm -hmm. earlier and earlier. If they're not as confident in the marks they're going to get in the game, you get it closer and closer to launch. And now there's always exceptions to the rule. And there's always games that are better than you think they're going to be. And there's games that are worse than you think they're going to be, right? And Mm -hmm. this game, for whatever reason, kind of split the difference. It kind of like hit in the middle of like, not so early that, you know, Epic as the publisher was super confident that it was going to score super high. But not so late that it's like clearly they're not confident in how this game is going to do. They're giving us review copy the day before it launches, which happens, right? It happens sometimes. Or like in the case of like Cyberpunk, we got our console codes like very late for obvious reasons. We don't need to rehash that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious how the rest of the gaming consumer market is going to approach this game. Because Remedy Games kind of, I don't want to say they're culty. In a way, but they almost are in the sense that they have a very dedicated, passionate fan base. But they're not for everybody, the style Mm -hmm. of games they've made. And Sam Lake and the rest of his team has made it clear that this game is different than everything else they've ever done. And I think this may be the opportunity for them to finally break through and say, hey, we're here and this is what we're capable of.
1: I will say... To people listening, to people who are on the fence, they want to hear reviews before they, you know, put up the money because it's not available in Game Pass. Watch out for reviewers who haven't played more than like five or six hours because you really don't get it until you get further in. And it's not like, oh, this this TV show is really great. You just have to get through the first half of the, the season. Like, it's not like that. It's just there's truly so much to it that you don't understand it fully until you get a pretty good ways in. So I would and say, And it's not
2: like you're, it's yeah. like, not like Starfield that's asking you to spend
1: no. 200 no, no. hours
2: to see like no. the good shit in the narrative, right? <laughs> Which is like a conversation for another time. But I think that Danny's saying he spent 20 hours as a fan in the game and really got to see a comprehensive look. And obviously, there's more to explore to go back and play multiple playthroughs. I think that says that they're not trying to waste your time. No. No.
0: No. no. And, and also, I, I know. Post-launch, they're planning to release free expand. Well, I, I don't know about free, but they're <laughs> planning to have like expansions. Where the first one is called Night Springs, which is that's the, the show, the show that uh, yeah, Anna Wake yeah, worked yeah, yeah. on. There's going to be a lot of returning characters from that one, and the second one is called the Lake House. I don't know much about that mm. one. But both of them is coming out sometime. Isn't next the Lake year. House though
3: the you think that's the Cauldron Lake throwback from Alan Wake? Yeah, like yes, where he went to but, do his writing. Where everything yes, fucking hit yes. the fan? Yeah. Wow. But
0: the house is so so small, so I don't know what, what's <laughs> what's going on in there. Like it's it's something beyond that house. I mean who, who knows?
3: Oh what, this, my gosh. I am yeah. so excited. Well, dude, Danny, thank you so much. Like I was already excited for this, but now I'm like even more freaking hyped. And to be clear, the post launch content is
2: included in the deluxe edition of the game. And so I don't anticipate it being free. If you buy the base game, you'll probably have to buy the expansions. If you buy the standard edition of the game, it looks like Mm. it does not include access Mm. to the expansion pass. But the deluxe edition does. And it's only, oh, it is $20 more. So they'll probably sell the expansion for 20 yeah, dollars yeah that's That'd kind of my an guess. interesting
3: point yeah this game is digital only 49.99 or you can get the deluxe for 69.99
0: see that's the part that i'm kind of like man i wish <laughs> because there's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna miss miss this because mm. they're they're probably it, they're probably never on like online on social media or like websites but and they're gonna completely miss doesn't this, you know?
2: mean but, that they're not gonna put a physical edition out at some point no We've i'm not saying that. that maybe in the
0: future. With
2: publishers who are like, let's just launch it, see how it does. And if it's well received, then we get a physical Mm -hmm. edition or a collector's edition like later on down the road. And maybe that's what's going to happen here.
0: I hope so. I hope so because I want, I really want people to play this one. And if you have a PC and you have the, you know, the 40 series or 30 series graphic card, oh my God, ray tracing in this one. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It looks so good. Oh, it looks. Does it get the award for
1: for best light?
2: I made a comment (laughs) to John instantly because he knows I love looking at lighting and plants in particular in games. (laughs) I have a plant thing in games. And yeah. I was like, these ferns look amazing. He's like, why are you so obsessed with the way no, plants girl, I look in No, I noticed games?
3: the ferns at Summer Game Fest. Yeah. I noticed it immediately the way the light came through. Because it looked like a park that that's really close to where I live. Like the ferns and the lighting. Like I could smell mm-hmm. that scene. And I was like, this is where I live. Foliage. Because it is in North, the Pacific Northwest. I'll yeah,
0: guess. it is. It is. Yep.
3: Oh, beautiful, yep. beautiful
2: foliage. So we're kind of... You know, at the end of the show, but Brittany. I just want, like, a little, like, dab of Super Mario Wonder. So Nintendo put out what a lot of our peers are calling their best platformer ever, which is huge praise. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's interesting. And I'm like, wow, okay, so... Obviously, yeah. Super Mario Wonder looked good, and it yeah. looked wild and bonkers. We talked about like that weird elephant suit and everything that's happening yeah, yeah, yeah. in this game, but from your time with it so far, so. and thank you for to Nintendo for providing us with codes for the game, yeah. it's, do you think it's their best platformer ever?
3: No, but I think it's very close. Okay, so I okay. played a couple hours with my dad, like I talked about last week went over to his house on launch day and we had a couple shots of whiskey and we because he was my co-op gaming partner growing up and the first video game i ever played was super mario world and he was always luigi i was always mario so it's very special for us to be able to continue that tradition now that i'm 35 but i will say I'm so old you're only five years older than me that's not that much you're we're you and i are neck and neck This, I think, is the best 2D platformer since, in my opinion, Super Mario World, which is, like, very high praise – um, what I really do love about Super Mario Wonder is that the controls in my exact quotes are tight and not so slippery. <laughs> oh, I like, it. I, like so it. I feel like in other 2D Mario games, like what I love about Super Mario World is, you know, Super Nintendo for you young children out there is that, like, I feel like you push right on the D-pad and Mario or Luigi moves like an mm-hmm. adequate distance. Right. Like you could control your dude. And he didn't always feel like he was moving on a nice level. And but as, as Nintendo explored more 2D Mario games I felt like it got slippery, there was some weird physics involved. It's why I stopped playing these Mario platformers to be honest you're Yeah, right, like you, you're nailing it Like it felt too
2: slippery, it was no longer
3: fun. And like I will say like I am probably the best Super Mario World player I've ever met like I am, I fucking, Whoa. I've been playing that game since I was five. Whoa, hold You on. and I can go back and forth on, on this because I think you're about to challenge me. Super Mario World is my favorite Super Mario game Okay, it's mine behind Super A lot Mario of like RPG. you posers
2: out there are like Super Mario Brothers three. I'm like, nah, nah dog. Dog. Super Mario. Yeah,
3: Super Mario. I, I love you for that. Oh god. But no, like so the control I will say I think this one controls incredibly, incredibly well. I love that you can't like knock your partner off the edge now and I don't remember all the physics and all the other games so like don't at me but what I do love is my dad who's probably one of the worst video game players of all time he still does not know how to run in a game like this oh no but you push wide and he's been playing as long as I have since I was five so you like 30 years okay, I almost said 20 I wish 30 years he's been playing it. he still can't comprehend it but like he can still play this game he can still like do good at it and he can still muddle his way through and you can choose like the Yoshis and that whatever the little purple guy is, and you can't take any damage when you do that. The downside to, char- to selecting those characters is you can't use powers, is according to my dad, is what I'll say. Like take that with a grain of salt. Um, <laughs> he just doesn't know the right button, right? He just probably doesn't know the right button. But no, I mean, other than that, though, it has been an absolute blast. Each level is just absolutely packed with personality. The suits are the elephant is fun. The collectibles are fun. It, basically, this is like what if Mario did drugs. That's kind of what this game is. That's why it's, <laughs> it's called yeah. the dream. Right? Yeah. Y'all are like, you know what I'm talking about. It's like, you fucking get high every level and the entire level changes around you. But those mushrooms aren't the ones we thought they were. They, well, I mean, they are. We always thought that, right? And now we mm. know for sure. An elephant. Oh my God. The elephant is so charming. You can suck up water. You can hold water. You can spray water. You have like, again, these little like purple collectibles. I mean, you have he's just these seeds. So, he's just so rotund. I yeah, love it. I mean, it's the most <laughs> random fucking thing I've ever seen in my life, but it works. And I really love again, like as someone Pink who cat. I mean, this, everything's yeah. great about this. And that I who love Super Mario World. There's a lot of throwbacks. Some of the designs, some of the remixed old nostalgic OG tracks are oh, in no. this game. And really, it, uh, oh, it's good. The girl. feels. The feels. I would say if you've been turned off, like you just said, you were from 2D Mario games. This is 100 the one to check out. Like 100 okay, I mean, I mean, without I mean, a doubt. I mean. There are some cons that I want to briefly mention, though. If you're playing multiplayer, some things you should be aware of. One is that In in prior games, you could bubble, like your partner. Like if my dad and I were playing and he came across a particularly challenging spot, he could push the bubble button and he would just float along until I completed the hard spot. But now when you're in the bubble, you only have five seconds until you automatically die, which is kind of like an annoying choice. Why though? I don't know why they went that route, but that is a route they went in. There is also, depending on who jumps on the flagpole at the very end, that is going to give you the crown and that is going to dictate, from my understanding, who the camera follows. Mm. So, if you're someone who's like really good at the game and you beat every level, the camera's always gonna follow <laughs> you. Of course. Which <laughs> is like, of course, right? But when you're playing with someone who's really bad at the game, the A problem friend. is, yeah. like my dad, you know, like he needs the camera to follow him because it's complicated. So that means I essentially have to wait before like everything and like let him jump on the flagpole first. And then the problem too is the person with the crown controls the menu, controls the levels you choose going forward. And if you're playing with small kids, that could be something complicated and weird. Mm. Um, there's no bouncing on heads, which is like another choice that I'm kind of sad about. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Yeah. There's no bouncing on heads heads no what does that mean okay so like let's say andrea and i i'm mario you're luigi no we're andrea and Bernie. we're playing a mario level fuck it and above us is a big question block and i look at that and i'm like girl you stand underneath the question block i'm gonna bounce in your head but just give me extra air time and i to be able right. to hit that block yeah you can't do that in this <gasps> game why right i don't know it's something that it they got rid of. A, it was a choice. It was a choice. But there's a whole bunch of other cool things that I haven't been able to dive into fully. Like there's badges and there's stores and like cool stuff you can do. But like what I will say, the music, the throwback designs, the levels, the personality. Like this is probably again my favorite 2D Mario since Super Mario World. And I'm have I've had an absolute blast playing it with my dad. There's a few like weird changes to multiplayer that I'm not a huge fan of, but like it hasn't stopped me from playing with him, having fun. He's well, been playing it every what night. What do you mean
2: weird changes that well, you're get, not well, a fan well, of? Well, like
3: I talked about, like the five second bubble thing. Oh, okay. Like, like why do you die? Why does the crown always have to follow like me just because I'm like the better player? Like I wish I could manually change that. Um, but like, and I love the physics of it. I love that you can't knock people off, and it's it's kind that way. Uh, but it's a lot of fun.
2: So, Danny, have you played yes. any of Super Mario Wonder?
0: <laughs> yes, I love it. I love the I love the game. The only thing, and Brittany, you tell me if you feel the same about this. The only thing <laughs> is those flowers that talks. It, it gets a little. <laughs> they don't shut after up, while. Danny.
3: That's the problem. They don't
0: shut up at all.
3: <laughs> I love, did. You see how yeah. someone modded some like someone modded some I dick did. comments in there? They're like, shut the fuck asshole or you're stupid or whatever it was and the really? Got really
0: we're voice mm-hmm. we're voice, yeah, yeah, voice yeah, and it was text.
3: a mod read do you know what i'm talking
1: about i do yeah I, I was watching a video of inside gaming and they pulled up a couple of the clips they're very very vulgar
0: oh my <laughs> but god yeah it they can
1: slip sound in
3: like voice lines and the text band. as well yeah
0: yeah and that and this is the first time you we get to hear the new voice actor that plays mario
3: Oh yeah, I mean, I never even noticed. Did you? I mean, like,
0: yeah, I couldn't, I didn't know. Brittany, so um, I've been playing Mario Bros. Wonder Uh single player. One thing that I love to do, also playing online, where you will play with a lot of other gamers from around the world, but that's Ghost. So when you die, you could also revive yourself uh, while playing with them. Uh You'll see them like in the in the level. Have you tried that? No.
3: But actually, question for you: What's the point of the little stands?
0: Those help you to revive back. Get you back? Explain, please.
3: Like my dad, like I don't know how he does it, but he'll randomly place one. I'm like, how did that happen? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh. so let's say
0: you die, you die, you become a ghost, mm-hmm. and once you touch that little stand or a player that's that's playing there too, uh-huh. it will revive you back. You only have like a few seconds, so like what, five seconds or so uh-huh.
3: to come back. Okay,
0: yeah, but it's good. It's good.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, Nintendo. I just still really want Super Mario RPG, and I want a new Mario 3D game. You know what I mean?
0: I'm waiting for. I want. I want a new Galaxy. Oh, yeah. Super
3: Mario
2: Galaxy 3, you cowards! Make it! Yeah. Do it! And
0: I think it's time for a, more, a new Mario Kart game, too. Well, I mean, Super Mario it's, it's Kart
2: or like Mario Kart 9 has been like overdue for like five years. But
3: Nintendo's making mm-hmm. so much money from 8. Why would they? I mean, yeah. I get
2: that they're like, we have another expansion pass. We're doing this cool thing, yeah. another pass. But I'm like, can we just can we do a new thing? I feel like we're not gonna get a new mainstream Mario game until the next switch, we're not the next getting console.
3: A new Mario Kart game until they start seeing revenue decline and slow down, and then we will get something announced. How dare yeah. you! That you know I, I'm right.
2: I disagree. You disagree. know <laughs> you know I'm right. Hopefully. Nintendo doesn't oh. have like super decline periods. They have like n- that's why we haven't
3: gotten a new one in fifty fucking years. We're gonna have many dips, yeah. but. Back.
0: only only during the the Wii U days I think that was the only time it was like declining and
3: that was a short, <laughs> that was a pretty
2: short period
0: very short and they still did they pretty had, well you-
2: because like Wii was still selling like Gangbusters when Wii U was flopping mm-hmm. and then they swiftly yeah. moved
3: into Switch you know I think I'm going to miss yeah. the most about during during our hiatus is just bitching about Nintendo's decisions <laughs> And then continuously buying every Nintendo and game. too, buying. <laughs> it. Yep. Yeah, I mean that's it. Uh, I buy everything, but I bitch about their shit all the time. Yeah, yeah it's uh,
0: we yeah, we you know,
3: care. It's we we bitch because we care. We love.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm excited to see what's next for Nintendo. I'm very excited to to play the new games and, well, and see the specs in this the system too. Because look, it was a game changer seeing that as a handheld. Uh-huh. I remember the first the first time playing Zelda on a plane. I was like. I can't believe this on the go. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is not a no 3DS. This is next level. Oh my god! And look now, every other company has a handheld. Yeah.
3: I mean, know? there's a good chance during our hiatus, we're going to hear something about Nintendo's next console, which is like you fucking wild, right?
0: You never know.
3: I mean, it come it's come. It has to come out. It's coming out next year. We'll I mean, I'm yeah, I, I can
0: see it next year. I could definitely see I it. To. It's not going to be as powerful as the current consoles, but no, it's, it's like be what's up there? What is
3: it like Xbox? Like last gen?
0: Like Xbox One. That's fine because right four. now it's as
3: powerful as fucking first gen. It's fine.
0: It's yeah, great. Yeah. Wow. And the games are still good. That's I'm whole,
3: aggressive. <clears throat> no, that's a whole conversation for another time. No, you're not. It's not aggressive. It's just real. No, that's it's not, just not even fair. That's not even fair what I just <laughs> said. I'm just salty. It's <laughs> fine. I love Nintendo. Just do better. Same. But Super Mario or whatever. Cool. great. It's fantastic. Great. Yeah. Absolutely. Excellent. Uh, yeah, it's wonderful. All, I mean, a lot of Nintendo. I'm playing a lot of Nintendo Switch games and I fucking love them. I would love to conclude
2: this episode on a high note. Talking about our two wonderful parents-to-be oh, and hearing about what you guys are excited for in this next chapter. Because Brittany and I have spent a lot of the last two years on What's Good Games, talking about what it means to us to be gamers and parents. And a lot of our audience, people who are listening and watching the show, have reached out to us to say, mm-hmm. thank you so much for sharing your perspective. I'm also a parent. I also game. And I feel feel the struggle of trying to game, but I still love video games and I love the experience of being able to share video games with my kids as they get older and would love to just talk to you guys a little bit about some of the things that you're excited about for this like next phase of your life because it's like a huge moment that's about to happen.
0: This year has been life-changing and let me tell you, life-changing, seeing the whole process and, you know, finding out the first day it was official, you know, for for me and Rhee. I was never nervous. I was more of just like anxious like I can't wait to see her. I can't wait, you know, like even having dreams about her too like it's it's insane. It's crazy. But one thing that I definitely want to do is to teach her to be bilingual, to to teach her about like for my culture. I want her to learn a lot about like our families because uh, we both have like a lot of history in our family that we usually don't talk about it publicly. I think it's important for her to learn. Yeah. And just that, this has been been great. Like it's Ree has been amazing. And I know it's been rough the last few weeks, you know, but <laughs> we're almost there. We're almost in the goal line. We're almost Shout there. Shout out to Ree. Super close. Girl. Yeah. Like And I can't wait to dance with her. I can't wait to dance with baby. You
2: know? Mama and baby <laughs> dance is gonna happen. It's gonna yeah. be great.
1: Dance.
0: So what good. about you, Ree?
1: Uh, I mean I'm looking forward to so many things right like like I've I've had this conversation obviously off the off the camera off the show but when when I think of our our daughter I think of not only like <laughs> labor but also like her being a newborn and her being 6 and her going to school and her like bringing home some douchebag like like <laughs> It's like inevitable. her teaching me the new kid things, like home a douchebag at some point, right? <laughs> right? Like, like I can I can see everything that I I hope I'm around to experience that could, that could be part of her life, and hopefully I am too. And I'm just really excited to to create a new family member and to mm-hmm. find another favorite person to add to this incredible life in community that Danny and I have been so so blessed to be able to build and. More than anything, I just want to teach her like how we've come together and how gaming has been a huge part of that, but there, there's so many things that can connect you to other people and it's always worth it to reach out and it, it's, uh, it's just so rewarding to share the things that you love with folks and I'm just so grateful that I'm able to do that here on the podcast and I know we're going on hiatus for a very good reason <laughs> and we'll be back, but I'm gonna miss this, but I'm really proud to share this show with her. Like, I'm I'm proud to, proud to introduce her to you both, and and you know, just I don't know, bring bring her into this world that we love so much, and oh, I just can't wait. I'm excited Making for all
2: of cry, it. Be you gotta stop. <laughs> you no, know, I'm literally like tearing <laughs> I up. Know. Over here. Like, I know. I'm like, I'm seeing doubles. <they're> like, oh. <laughs> We need more we need more baby lady gamers. Let's go. <laughs> it's going to be great. Oh, it I just is. like we're obviously like oh. so thrilled and excited for you and We love that our community has been so supportive of Brittany and I being moms and talking about the struggles that we go through as being parents. And we know it's not just a mom thing, but like parents overall have struggles trying to pursue our hobbies and to pursue gaming, something that really encompasses so much of your attention. It's like, it's very difficult to play a video game and also be an active parent at the same time. And there mm-hmm. will come a day when we get to play a game with our kid and we're I think all looking God, forward to that moment can't and wait. hearing from parents who get to experience that moment and to experience that joy is like something that is like super rewarding.
0: One last thing I want to say because I think it is important to mention this um you know when we found out that we were gonna have a baby, you know Re was very nervous very very nervous mm-hmm. and o- of course like me anxious you know but you know as a partner, I r- always wanted to make sure that she's always been like comfortable and you know i want us to to learn at the same time about this process you know so like one of the things i did you know we um we we watched these videos on youtube where it tells us what's happening that week right so we we do this every wednesday night before then you know the following week we watch uh, four different videos that talks about process and and everything. You mean like and the stage learning. of the
2: pregnancy you're in? So you're like stage oh you're like yep. ten weeks pregnant. Here's what's yep, happening. Yep. You're twenty Here's weeks pregnant. Hap- Here's exactly. what's happening.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I did that with her, and it helped us to not only learn about you know being pregnant, but also we learned to to support each other even more because of the process too, because Mm -hmm. I didn't want her to feel alone. And there's a lot of people where they're just probably too busy, you know, with work or school or, you know, I think we've been busy, but I, I felt like this was very important for me to make her feel comfortable and for us to learn a lot. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that made her even comfortable too, ever since we started watching these videos. So, and plus getting support from our friends, like, you know, you, Andy and, and, and everybody else has been, very helpful for us too. So thank you for, for the support.
2: You know, we're always here for you guys. We love you. We love you to death. And we're love so you. excited for this next phase. And as soon as baby is ready to come and be held by Auntie Brit and, and Auntie oh, Andrea, we're, we're
3: ready. I'm there. Um, we're very excited I'm for y'all. camping outside of your door. Like, don't be freaked out. <laughs> I won't run away with your donuts. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Hey look, we're ready. We're gonna we're gonna bring champagne. We're gonna, you know, yes, have a, let's an amazing go. time.
3: It's a celebration. Ready. Celebration.
0: Oh we're ready. My gosh. we're ready, ready. I just
3: had this really weird like surreal moment. Danny like kinda cutting you out for a second. But Andy, me, and we are all wearing the same like design. And the fact that you know like we started the show in 2017, none of us had kids. you know and now like here we are like you and I have two and a half year old degrees about to have a baby. It's like, damn, like we've been doing this shit for a long time. Like how <laughs> much our life has changed We've like created new life. yeah and I just like I'm really grateful for our partners so John, Jason and Danny and our community that we've been able to do this and we're taking this a hiatus. we've had nothing but supportive. Comments. People understand, and I guess that's like all we can really ask for is to try to understand like what it's like, and it's been really fucking cool to get all that support. And now,
0: and now all of your hot milfs. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs>
3: okay, let's go. But yeah I will say one of yeah. my favorite moments when Jace was a newborn was finding a game because they just like sleeping shit and they need to be fed from time. You know, whatever. Is putting him on my lap and playing um, Ace Attorney. I don't know if you're like an Ace Attorney <laughs> fan. But, like, find a game where you don't – I would sit down on my recliner. I would put down my, like, little caffeine. I put my water, my chapstick, my, like, hand sanitizer because, like, COVID and shit, whatever. My pillow that I think I gave you, like, a big, like, comfy gray pillow, a blanket, a pacifier, whatever. And I would just sit for, like, five hours at a time. I would not move. And I would just have Jace on me and I would just play Ace Attorney. So if there's a game that you can think of – that doesn't require that much. Like that was such a cool moment for me, and I still think about that fondly. Because, like, listen, that, this is the best gaming time you're going to get. Because mm. then they start moving. Replay Jade Empire. Now is the time. Yeah. Oh. Oh.
0: I yes. tried playing yes. Mass
3: Effects <laughs> remap. Was it the ma- remaster or whatever? It was the first one that came out. Yeah. Then,
2: the, the the
3: collection. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I tried that, and I was like, this is way too intensive. I found something chill. It was great. Oh my god. Jade Empire is perfect. There you go. Your comfort game. It's gonna be the best. You know
0: what? I think I'll probably show her Tetris, because I love Tetris. (laughs) Dude, oh yeah. It's very colorful.
3: Is that are you trolling right now? I'm I'm gonna show her Tetris? or yeah. your baby? I'm so confused. The baby. Why well, it's
0: puzzles? Oh, the you're baby.
3: talking about the baby.
2: We're talking about are <laughs> playing a video game. You're like, I'm gonna show her Tetris, and I was like, Danny, <laughs> no,
3: don't no, talk about her, the little her, the junior her. I mean, obviously, <laughs> I'm trying to smack you, Danny. Listen, obviously, you a... <laughs> need to show your
2: child Tetris. It's one of the most important video games in the history of video games. Yeah. Like, it's it's like demonstrably one of like the most. Like yeah. ridiculous, innovative games of all time. She's very, yeah.
3: Passionate.
0: Yeah. She's
2: very passionate about video Tetris. games. It's very, like, yes.
0: very colorful, yeah. Yeah. Rihanna, but like it's very colorful. Rihanna
2: Rihanna knows about Tetris. Your baby clearly doesn't know anything yet. She you still need a bell that
3: you, if you need anything, you ding ding ding, and Danny's going to come and be your servant and bring you anything and everything you need while you. Oh sit yeah, there we with, already got that set up. Great. Well, good. Baby, <laughs> will be on your lap. You'll be playing your game, and Danny will get a cute little maid costume for you and just like be strutting around the house. Well perfect. Ooh, yeah, Danny. Look at Danny. Even got, he's got the little face. Remember oh, your, Yoshi, ready. your Yoshi face you're good at, Danny? Remember your face? Real- oh, no, no, no.
2: Oh, oh, shit.
3: <laughs> I was so sad
2: I missed that <laughs> I know. So uh. good. Danny's so good.
0: Sorry. I, I, the camera's been cutting no, me no, off. No, no, it was perfect. Really Danny, you. it
2: was perfect. We got it. Okay. <laughs> we love you guys. We're super excited for you. And thank you to everybody who has supported our voices in video games and supported this show and been part of our community. And thank you in advance for supporting us through this hiatus. It's wild that we have to be so concerned about losing audience when shows go on hiatus routinely and have no problem getting their audience back when they come back. I mean, some shows take a year or two off or more between seasons and then (laughs) no problem. But like as a podcast, for some reason, you stop doing episodes and people just abandon you forever. And we appreciate everybody who stuck with us and is going to continue to stick with us. And we love you and we love you guys. And cheers to 350 episodes. Of what's the oh, game? Hold
3: on. Wait, no, fill it up. We can't cheers with an empty cup. Well, the good news is we're done after this, so I can be drunk and then. Yeah, I mean, I've been trying to get you drunk all night. Are you trying? You don't <laughs> have to <laughs> get, get me drunk. We already had the five finger conversation. You don't have to get
0: me. Wow, drunk. taking advantage. It
2: was the fisting conversation. <laughs> cheers. 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 And congrats. <laughs> Woo! See you next time, everybody. <clears throat>